All right, all right, all right. How's everyone doing? I want to thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast. Back to Your Story is all about real people and real stories. And today we had on the legendary Mickey Ablons. You guys might know him from the Halloween movies. Uh, and his father was the one that put it all together, the executive producer. This guy's story, though, is just over the top. It was by far uh, top 10 most fun times I had during the podcast. And you guys will get to really hear it. And uh, I wish all of you were in here really getting to experience what Daniel and myself got to experience with Mickey. Uh, I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to fucking stop rambling. Let's just get to the podcast and rock and roll. Without further ado, here's the story of Mickey Ablons. From the land of mystery, where dreams become reality. Always listening to stories from the past, the present, and the future. This is back to your story. Better. It is. Better. But again, as a hermit, I do like the COVID lifestyle. I'm very happy. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that I have experienced every laugh. day. And if I ever, if my parents are coming over, and sometimes I go, <coughs> oh, oh, no, come on over. You know, you're 86, right? Yeah, come on over. Yeah, yeah no, let's do it. Let's oh, do man. it. Excuse my interruption, but Mickey, yeah. uh, I do have to say, I think it's a perfect transition. Can you, can you tell the world who are your parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who are you? Who are you? I am I am Mickey Blondes, um, uh, formerly of Beverly Hills. Um, okay. uh, I was exiled, but yeah. And uh, now I live in Agora Hills, Thousand Oaks. My father is Erwin Yablons. My mother's Diane Yablons. Erwin Yablons is the uh, creator of the Halloween horror movie extravaganza, and um, which explains a lot of my childhood and a lot of my you know current life as well. But uh, it was a fun way to to uh, grow up yeah. in that kind of uh, creative just amazing world where, you know, one day, you know, uh, you know, I'm seeing Jamie Lee Curtis naked and the next day, you know, <laughs> he's throwing up on, uh, you know, uh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s bed. I mean, oh it's just, a, it's just a weird way to live. Yeah. That is incredible that, you know, there, there are, I don't want to say very few times, but, uh, you know, throughout this whole experience of podcasting, um, <laughs> when people say, yeah, when I was younger, I saw Jamie Lee Curtis naked and then Sammy Davis Jr. I mean, it's just incredible to think and to be able to look back at that for you, you know, growing up with your parents and who they were yeah. at that time, did you even realize like the magnitude of, uh, the imprint, especially like your father has on, you know, this, this, you know, generation, this culture of, you know, Halloween for me is just, well, it's, it's everything I mean, as far as horror films go. Listen, I mean, this could be, a, you know, a long, I mean, based on when and where I grew up, it could be a 24-hour name drop fest because, I mean, one end of my block, it was, you know, my, my buddy Barry Robinson, whose dad happened to be Smokey Robinson, and a, a block away, you know, my, my friend Tommy, his aunt was Diana Ross, who lived a block away, and then, I mean, it was this person and that person, and so it was just part of the way, you know, just where I lived. Yeah. So, um I thought everybody had, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Everybody took, you know, a limo there, here and there and yeah. went to the Academy Awards and things like that. 
but that's uh, but that's that's not the case. But it's kind of it's kind of crazy thing because like everything is relative to the individual. You know, when they go through it, it's like you don't really appreciate things until you are able uh, to look back on it. Right. That is exactly true. Yes. Yes. Because many people who went to Beverly High, not you know the real Beverly High, and you know did theater and they thought that you know they lived in a bubble they lived in a, an amazing an amazing magical bubble and then you know you go out into the rest of the world and that bubble gets popped in your face every day and, yeah. and you start to uh, say wait a minute you know i'm i'm entitled to a lot more than that so absolutely you know, so no that's a, that's a, that's a really really good point um thank you no <laughs> you're welcome i worked on it all evening i worked on it all evening darling <laughs> <laughs> five more minutes <laughs> holy shit so all right so let's uh, let's kind of let's let's start from the beginning uh you grew you grew up in beverly hills uh yeah didn't everybody no not uh, everyone not not at all no no yeah no it was it was uh, yeah I, I went to two schools i went to one school up until eighth grade hawthorne and then i went to beverly high for four years and uh, you know i lived in that little beautiful bubble wow. and it was fun you know oj was my uh, coach one year you know Wait, what <laughs> Yeah, O.J. Simpson, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. What do you mean he was your coach for football? Uh, no, baseball. 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 You okay. know, come on. You know, <laughs> but uh, he, you know, the juice. The juice was loose back then, and it was, uh, you know, that was, was back when he was innocent. It was fun. It was, it was fun times. <laughs> I, I, I was innocent. He was innocent. The world was an innocent place. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know? what, but what was that like? What was it? Was he? Was he nice? Was he cool? I mean, was he a dick? He was a lot less. He had a lot less murderous tendencies. He was a lot more chill. Um, uh, you know, uh, he was in shape. Uh, he was always, you know, douchey, but, you know, he was the juice. Yeah. And so he, but he was your baseball coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was, I don't think we won that year. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, again, I'm just, you know, it's just when you live in that world, again, you don't even, you just yeah. take it for granted. These are the people that... You know, and you're like, oh yeah, he does that too. But uh, and, but uh, of course, but now you're able to look back and talk about it and share these stories, and I think it's yeah. it, it's really exciting. And it's awesome to hear because you get insight on you know all these individuals, not only in your own life, but you know the people that you're talking about. You get to hear really unique and rare stories, and it almost humanizes these individuals. Almost, uh, almost, almost, yeah. almost, almost. So um, yeah, the juice was loose. That's a that's a pretty uh, awesome story. Now, was it because he had a, like, your, his oh, kid yeah. was on your team? Exactly, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, his kid was there, and, uh, and uh, you know, there was God, so many other people that were just, but yeah, I mean, he was he was the coach, and uh, we hung out with him, we, my dad knew him, and again, it was just part of that circle that we, yeah. we dealt with all the time, it was just a really weird, uh, <laughs> bizarre so, way to live. So, now, how did, you know, like, the, the Halloween series and all of that come into play um, into your into your life? Well, my dad was um, just becoming a, was, this was in 70, actually 77, but, um, you know, this was before John Carpenter. This was before um, any of that stuff, actually. And uh, my dad had been just starting to become an independent filmmaker. He was a distributor for Paramount Pictures. And, and uh, you know, he was, my, basically, actually, it was my, at my mom's urging. She said, you know what, if you think you know so much, he just challenged him, said, why don't you go and make a movie? And he started to do that. And Apparently, as the story goes, you know, he's coming back from a plane trip one night and, uh, you know, he thought of the idea of the babysitter murders. And then it, and then it, when he was on the plane, he, he tried to think about, you know, Halloween as being, you know, and then he thought to himself, for sure, that that must have been copyrighted or something. There's a movie that must have been. And yeah. there wasn't. And so it was open. And, and one thing led to another. And, and then, again, it was one of those things. It's just like every 
great movie. You know, yeah. all the stars aligned perfectly to just make it right. And, uh, you know, John Carpenter was, uh, you know, just coming out of USC film school and the price was right, which was basically zero. So, you know, I think he got to hire him, you know, and, but you know, it was, it was an amazing time. It really, really was. It was really, really cool. And, um, you know, to see it like what, what is 150 years later and they're still making more of them. It's just, yeah, amazing. no, it's, I mean, it literally is amazing. It's taken on a life of its own because the do. original came out in 78, 78. Yeah. Which is, I mean, and listen, my dad made some other, you know, clunker movies. That, oh you know, yeah. I mean, so I, you know, the, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's just amazing how, you know, productions can go through five, six, you know, a great idea, a germ of a great idea, but when it all comes together, it's magic. And yeah. it's, you know, Donald Pleasance and you know, the whole thing, it was, you know, it, yeah, it, it, you know, it's like anything in life when all the stars align. Right. It, and, and that's really something to say because that movie, you know, set the tone for horror films. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say it was like the first great, but it just really revolutionized uh, what these horror films were. Cause it, it, it almost feels real. Um, it's not your, you know, space and, goblins and shit like that. You know, it's, and you know what? I mean, as good as the idea of the German, the idea was, you got to just hand it, hand over fist to Carpenter for the music too. Cause I mean, oh my I, God. and I still have an a, original reel to reel of Carpenter's original score on his mini Moog. And, <laughs> and, and I'm telling you to do that score. And then in, in 1978, because you try to watch that movie and you put mute on it and you don't listen to the to the music. It's you know it's it's ominous. It's scary, but yeah. it's nothing you know without the music. No, so, you know they were geniuses. They did a great job on it, and with the money with that they had, the budget was like you know you couldn't get an extra for that now. You know, so it was That's amazing. Fucking awesome! Now, how did it come to play with you and you know being part of the film? Ah, uh, well, I you know I called my agent and I said you know I really, I get me an audition with this. You know, I'm, I really got to be a part of this picture. You know, but I. Uh, no, was, you know, being, it was, again, talk about innocence. I went to an audition, my mom being the, uh, you know, the star mom that she is, she drove me to the place. We went in, I met with, um, I think, I don't even know if I met with Carpenter that time, but I met with the casting agent and I, I read for the part. I got the part. Uh, and uh, later on, you know, I, I found out that my, lo and behold, my dad was going to be working on the movie too. And I was like, dad, we're going to be working on the same movie together. It was, so he, you know, I, it was, he got me the part obviously, but it was just, it was a, it was a sweet yeah. way to get the part. And, uh, but it was, you know, I still, I still should have got the, the male lead though. I should, I, I, that, 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 that kind of, I'm still talking to him about you, that. Yeah. Okay. You so you're going to fix it all these years uh, later. Well, it's in litigation. I can't talk about it right now, but it's. Yeah. What did he think about um, Rob Zombie, uh, you know, doing the remake? I'm a Howard Stern fan, so the, Rob Zombie doing anything was cool because I just, the music, yes. is, I think he's just a badass musician. Yes. Um, he kicks ass, but um, I mean, it's antithetical to the idea of the original Halloween, which was just basically no gore, no blood. Correct. It's all theater of the mind. You know, I mean, they, my, one of my dad's biggest contributions to the entire original was the mandate just don't make it bloody. Don't make it a, a slasher. It's not a gore fest. Yeah. And it, it makes it harder for a filmmaker. And that's why Carpenter was so damn good at it. You know, uh, you know, good for it because he had, uh, he had that kind of talent to be able to pull it off. Absolutely. You know? But was he disappointed? Who? Um, your, your pops and, and Rob Zombie's version. 
oh, no, but listen, my dad at this point, he doesn't care. He, I mean, I don't think, I, to tell you the truth, I don't think he saw it. No way. No, yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, again, I, I hats off to Rob Zombie. Yeah. I mean, he's an amazing artist and I just, you know, uh, you know, I get queasy with that stuff. It just doesn't, I, it doesn't resonate with me. I got it. But, I got it. No, no, no it's, I mean, it's different. It's different. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, it's all good. I mean, I, I didn't see the whole film of the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> so you can't even quote on it. Yeah, so basically it. I'm lying. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw about three or four scenes of it and that was bloody enough to make me go, you know, I was on cable and I was watching yeah. it on cable and when the, you know, a certain amount of quarts of blood and I'm out, I'm done. Yeah, and well, especially with commercials if there was any commercials too. That just kind of ruins the film. Yeah, the, yeah, actually, the commercials were pretty cool. They would fit in right, right at the right time. It was really they nice. were, the commercials were perfect. They were, they t- yeah, yes. give it to TNT. They knew what they were All doing. All the stars aligned. They were just fucking. It should have been part of it. It was part of that. Well, they had a bleach commercial for like you know get stains out. You know, and it was just like it was perfect. It was like blood comes right out. And yeah, it, it just couldn't have been better. It was eerie and sickening. Oh my god, that, that's good. That's good. I mean, seriously, you could be like a you know like a when like. Scream commercial or like a Halloween commercial comes out, you know, you know that deep voice. I can't do it, but you do a really good I job. Think, well, thank you. Well, when you get old and you smoked about two packs a day for about thirty years, that's what happened. <laughs> did you quit? Oh, I did. That's why I have the gum. That's why I'm chomping gum into the mic. Yeah, yes, uh, perfect. No, 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 no uh, smoking cigarettes for two almost two years now. Fuck yes. Yeah, uh, when they pull out a certain amount of your teeth, you go. You know what? I, I am I, done. I'm done. I don't want to wear dentures. So. No, not not at all. No. Yeah, I quit smoking cigarettes. Then I was vaping for like eight years. I and did I that just too. quit. I quit for. I quit. For I quit two weeks ago, and then the vaping thing got, was so douchey after a while too, with the giant <laughs> blow smoking and yeah, everybody's trying yeah, to yeah, do yeah, extra yeah, dragon yeah. blows. Of course, things. of course. Well, that changed because now like the jewel and the smaller ones are all the the, the ones that are in. But you know, we're not going to know long, until you know years from now, like how damaging it is to your health and i don't give a fuck what people say it's it might be better than smoking on your body but it's still not fucking good you know grow a pair and just fuck just stop just quit. stop quit you know actually i, I to this day i the only thing i'm a, I'm a hypocrite because the only thing i mean every my friends know this i've quit maybe 600 times yeah and when they ripped out one of my molars and they did it in such a Ugh. And I just, you know, and it was because the, you know, the, the spoken. Yeah. And I just said, no, I can't. I, I didn't, you know, age does it. After a while, you just go, I don't have that many, you know, great years left. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, I can you were, yeah. surf naked, you know. Yes, uh, yes. Until, have you ever done that? Yes. No. I <laughs> no. <laughs> that just seems terrible. It just seems cold. Mm-hmm. And then the shark, shark thing, come uh, bite you in the nuts. I'm the I mean, biggest pussy with the sharks. I can't. Me too. I, and I'd love to, I would love a submarine. I would love to have a submarine. Really? Well, I can't it's afford a submarine. Club. Yeah, but but I, just to be in with a shark, it's no, that's not a cool thing. No, no, no. I, you know, for me, I I love the ocean. I appreciate the ocean. I love boats. But I cannot stand being in the water for more than five seconds. And that's why you're still alive. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, you're. I think you're... Um, can you look this up? What Are you more... Google uh, check. Google yes, check. please, Google, please. Google, Google uh, check. Google check. Google check. Google gosh, check. darn it. Let me answer, ask them the question. Um, a shark bite compared to getting hit by lightning. You understand my question? I can't put the words together. He, he's a, he can interpret... You know, he, yes, he, I, seriously, I mean, he knows what I'm saying before He's a I even say it. He's a whippersnapper. He is. Let's see. Do you know? Sorry. Your odds of dying from a uh, from lightning are 1 in 161,856. Got it. Compared I was going to say, I was going to say watch, 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 watch. 1 in more than 3.7 million of a shark attack. I knew it. Okay, I wanted to be correct because I thought you were uh, you were more likely to get 
hit by lightning, killed by lightning, than a shark. And I mean, look at the numbers, 161,000 compared to uh, whatever the heck it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's nuts, man. Yeah. So when they're like, it's like odds of getting struck by lightning, you should say like odds of getting bit by shark. No, that's exactly what it should be. I mean, yeah. the the but still, I fucking hate, I don't know. Maybe it's like because I can't see. Like I I don't, I don't know. I can't control the. It's area. the abyss, the great unknown. It is a hundred and ten percent. Okay, so let's uh, let's bring it back to your story, right? Growing up Beverly Hills, how old were you when um you started doing you know the Halloween? Oh, I was uh, nine. Oh shit! Yeah, you were young. Oh yeah, nine, yeah. nine, nine, and uh, it was it was the best. It was great, and I started doing some little things after that too. And no, it, w- it was it was a lot of fun. And we shot it in Pasadena. We shot it locally. It was amazing. What was life like uh, for a nine year old, but living in your shoes? <sighs> well, it was interesting because you know you know sometimes you feel like you know hot shit, and then luckily with a dad you know who comes from Brooklyn, and you know he. he kept me in my it, it was a very it was an interesting way to live it was a very interesting way to live but uh it was fun it was fun um but you know what are you gonna say i just it was a very it was a, it was a it was a tough time too because there was just a lot of uh my parents were going back and forth it was it was just a weird time i get it i get yeah. it trust me i get it when halloween after it was done it wrapped up and it came out can you look back at that time and say things fucking changed in your life after halloween yeah yeah, no, that was 100%. I mean, after, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget when we went to one of the screenings and, and, and I heard the reaction. And then, you know, yeah, everything changed after that. Every single thing changed after that. It was just, um, it, was, it was bizarre. It was really, really, it was, but you know, it, it's funny because it has more impact now because, you know, the, with distance and the time and you see, you know, the legacy at the yes. time, you think, you know what? All right, it's, it's a, it's, it was a great movie and, you know, just, there's a lot of great movies that come out and, you know, y'all can name out, you know, a million of them and they, over time. My Halloween is, is not, it is more than a great movie. It is, it, you know, you, you have these like top 20 greatest films of all time. And it is in there, right. hundred. And, and I'm not talking about any of the new ones. I'm not that they're bad, but uh, and it can't the, the be a original. Co- it can't be a coincidence no. that I was in it. No, it. You know what? <laughs> You're absolutely correct. I mean, it's not just you were destined to be in Halloween. I mean, it, can I get a refill, please? You mean too? By you the want way. a refill? I, Thank you. Saying, Thank when I think Halloween, I think Jamie Lee Curtis and Mickey Blondes. Yes, I mean, in that order. <laughs> you know what's crazy? No, no. When you came here, right? Yeah. Um. It was my first time meeting you, uh, but if I saw you walking down the street, I, I, you would just look so recognizable. Well, I did some other films too. I did a film with uh, Viggo Mortensen. I did a movie called Prison. Really? Oh yeah. Um, I've never seen it. I know most people haven't. <laughs> it was it was taken off uh, most shelves. Yes, but it was a it was a cool movie. Viggo Mortensen was the lead. It was it was badass. Sh- oh yeah, it was his first. He was married to uh, the. Um, Zena Jervinka from uh, X. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she came to visit, and she was that was in Wyoming. It was amazing. It was that was a really cool shoot. That was like eight nine weeks in the middle of Wyoming, and what was just, the what was it based off of? Uh, one of my dad's ideas, and just a vengeance story about a ghost in a prison because a guy gets murdered, you know, because of a sheriff who, you know, done him wrong, and then the and then Vigo's character is like the reincarnation of the guy that got killed. And, okay, you know, and then there's. So, you know, pr- prisoners start, to, but the prison itself was kind of the main thing because it, it was this sort of like medieval castle type of, uh, and it's real. It was a rundown, and it was cool because my dad was really. Uh, my dad did this movie. I was in it, and my dad cast me uh, across from a guy named Rhino, who in real life was actually a murderer. He was a convicted murderer. Wait, obviously this was after the film, correct? 
not. No, 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 no. That's why they got him cheap, I guess. But he, <laughs> he, he, he was a murderer, and his name, and he, I remember, he took out his teeth all the time. He had these, no, no, it was really repulsive. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was very, I was doing a scene with him in a little two-by-two two cell, and then I called cut, and then I go check the lighting. I'm like, uh, can you check me, please? You know, and I'm sitting there, and then so I, to this day, I don't know if, if I repressed anything or whatever. But what, like, literally scary being around him. Yeah, well, my, listen, I, I played the uh, uh, mute prison bitch. That was my title in the movie. No. Oh, it was, well, it was Brian Young. You could still. You, you, I would rent this wait, movie. Yeah, hold on, look, can we um, um look at, it up. Yeah, yeah, we should look it up. We Go, should watch. A, I know you're in the middle of that I, prison. Okay. Yeah, I want to watch the trailer of it. Dude, these drinks are really good. The Cauldron Cooler, that's what it's called, right? That's but but honestly, signature cocktail. Okay. The Cauldron. If you want to see me in my underwear, that's in my prime. That's what I was in that. It was well, Calvin Klein, wasn't it? No, no, that was like Fruit of the Do- Jew, Fruit of the Jew. Fruit Fruit of the Jew. Fruit of the Jew. It's a fruit. It's a fruit of a Jew. It's compote. <laughs> okay. It's good. So, how old were you when you did this one? Oh, that was that was after I went to NYU and then I after going to NYU Tisch School of the Arts, where by the way, few more name drops but yeah william h macy was my teacher in uh in uh nyu that was wait fun. wait wait what william h macy the yeah actor. i know who william h macy yeah he is. was a theater of the he we were he, <laughs> oh boy that was practical aesthetics workshop at lincoln center that was with david mamet and um actually that was when madonna was doing speed the plow right there on broadway right there too damn so that was like a whole and then I, i'm not even gonna go into the whole jennifer aniston thing but that was that too wait 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 hold on like, what do you mean by that should please tell no no, no what, what story tell, please please it's just a sad stat. It, it's just, it, it really exposes the worst that I think at my at my worst what I was. I was a douchebag. And listen, I'll share you. No, you can't. At my I, worst. I, I I have no problem doing it. If you, I mean, I think I'm going to consolidate this really quickly though. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to cut it out, you're more than welcome to. But I do would love love to hear it. But that's it, it's in your ballpark. So anyway, um, uh, my friend at the time, who anyway, my friend at the time was Christian Slater. And he and he and I met him because my dad was friends with his mom, Joanne Slater, and he was doing uh, stuff in New York, and he was doing actually the Name of the Rose at that time, and I was at NYU. Wow! So then I met him, and then he introduced me to my friend Aramis, who we did a band together when with Jeff Russo, who's now a, he was in the band Tonic and stuff like yeah. that. So it was a whole long time. Anyway, he set me up with a lovely young woman who's brilliant and wonderful and i started dating her for a little while and after like two or three weeks we went to dinner and at one point she introduced me to uh we just sat down and across she said oh i gotta go meet my friend we met jennifer aniston now she was just sitting there and this was 1987 i think oh this is before friends <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah she was still in high school yeah because yeah, yeah, friends didn't come out till 94 yeah and uh so anyway um Luckily, my girlfriend at the time had to go to the restroom, and when she did, I did the only right thing to do, and I gave uh, Jennifer my number. And I That's said, perfect. I said, you got to call me when you get back to your house. Of course. Because, you know, I've, it's really important. I don't want to tell you right now, because, you know, it would be in bad taste. So just call me when you get back. Yeah. And so, you know, I run back. To, I say goodbye. Blah, 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 go back. I'm like a, like a little girl, like in the Brady Bunch. I'm, I'm by, like Jan, by the phone waiting. And she called, and then I said, you know, I'm in love with you. And, you know, I think, you know, we should be together and, you know, that whole thing, of course. So the rest, the rest is really ugly. So, but yeah, that, that's what I went for. So we had a brief, you know, yeah. a little thing. You guys dated for 
Oh, a microsecond. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, you know, whatever comes. But it was interesting and it was fun. Now, that's crazy to look back on that, you know? And, you know. Yeah, but the bad taste, the level of the bad taste that, you know. How old were you, man? I was 39, 40. Okay. No, you weren't. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, you weren't. No, I was 18. No, you weren't. I was 18. Okay. Seriously, if we were all judged by the things that we did when we were 18, the frontal cortex of your brain is not fully developed until you're 24, 25 years old. The th- guys, I had a fixation with 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 women at that time. Yeah, I, I mean, well, does that? I mean, that, that makes so much sense. So th- I don't think to the detriment of anything that listen, you know, is productive. You know, you can think whatever you want, right? Thank but you. You're welcome. It's, it's, a, it's a present. I love you. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, when we're fucking young, when yeah, we're I, I years know, old, I know. But you know, you look back when you go to sleep at night and go, God, that was such a dick thing to do maybe you don't but i I, i've been ingrained with a lot of anxiety and guilt listen man i've eaten a lot of mushrooms i've made i've made peace with the things that i've done in my past so you got to write me a prescription yes absolutely absolutely if if you ever um want some my my good friend uh he he cultivates them really well rabbi rabbi mochi yeah yeah, yeah, exactly yeah he's the rabbinical jew (laughs) he's He's cut it on from his taeus yeah (laughs) it's growing from his pious it's growing from his pious. That's pretty crazy, though. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, okay. That's uh, good about to be like 98% edited out. But you know what? Yeah. You know, there's just, it's just, again, it's good because I could die. We're talking about the shark thing and the yeah. and thing. I need to get on my deathbed these stories out because they're fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Now, when when you um, look back at that one story, yeah, where you say, go, go, I have the trailer waiting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to chew it up. It. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the drink, I guess. Is this for the right prison? Because there's another one, like a German porn. Oh, I, I pulled you up on your IMDb. Oh. So, yeah. um, I, I, hold on. We're going to watch it in one second. Just pause it real quick. Um, yeah, but look back at that time, man. It is what it is. We all we, we all do shit. The things that I've done in my past, if I look back on it. Really? And uh still like held it you know i would i'd have to fucking kill myself and i'm not even lying um but we all learn and grow and you're a different person do you have siblings yeah i do and i was gonna ask you that same question yeah i'm the middle child though oh you have two others yeah younger and older i have a younger sister older brother actually in my back house my sister lives there oh wonderful let's see that's cool Uh, yeah yeah, yeah, that's very and during this time it's nice to have that kind of it is i mean family is really important you know during i didn't used to think so but the older i get and especially because i have two kids yeah my, I mean, whatever my issues were with my parents, my parents are the best dang grandparents in the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have two wonderful kids and they're the best grandparents in Dude, the world. Dude, you know what? When I was uh, 15 years old, I was a fucking shit. My dad passed away when I was 17. Yeah. And, uh, but when I was 15, my grandmother lived with us and I would, um, and I knew my father's safe was in my grandma's room and she was blind. And so I would literally get on my hands and knees at night, crawl into the room, get the key from her, and go to the safe and steal money. And I stole f- fucking four or $5,000 from my parents. And my dad was so fucking mad. And I, I fully understand, right? I get it. And I ended up, like, how I got caught was because I got caught with a whole bunch of weed and drugs and all of this shit, right? Um, but uh, my dad was so amazing because... Although I did all of that, when Hanukkah came and Christmas came, right, I wanted these pair of turntables, and instead of not giving me anything, they still bought it for me, right? Oh, which was, wow. which for me, I, I couldn't even comprehend or understand at that time. But that's the lesson they gave you. That's exactly, you know. And so, as an adult now, I look back at time and it's like, okay, we all make mistakes. You one, you have to learn and grow from it. But other people make mistakes, and. It, 
if you if you just write them off or throw them off or you know judge them by the that one mistake right um you'll never be able to look past those things because everyone is human we all make mistakes and so uh you know for me listening to your story whatever happened man right you're a different person today you can reflect back on that point and it's only made you a stronger person Shit, I really didn't feel this guilty before, but now I really... Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, it's funny. I, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. And I do. I, I, it really means something because you, know, you do have regrets in life and things like that. Real quick, it's just so funny. The, the, the doppelganger... Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, doppelgangerness. God bless you. Thank yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. Linguistics at yeah. work. Um, so... I too have a story of, of stealing from my from my dad, but it was it, the outcome was much better. I I, I um, was in musical theater, and it was uh, my senior year, and I had to do uh, a scene from Oklahoma, and I had to find a pair of boots. Okay, and this is now the famous boot story in my family. I love this because I get to tell it out. And I get to yes. <laughs> cleanse myself. My dad knows about it, so it's funny now. But um, so I I used to go. I, I mean, I had to go to his closet to get a pair of boots. Put my hand in the boots, and I said, oh, God, you know, when they're getting a new pair of boots, there's paper in there. You had to pull the paper out. So I'm pulling the paper out, and it's going out, and it's going out. And as the paper's flying out of the boots, I noticed that these are $100 bills. Oh, my God. Uh, this is not, con- you know. Yeah. So I'm literally, you know, just sitting there, you know, in amazement. And uh, I didn't even begin to count how much it was. But, uh, you know, I just, then the whole question becomes, do you? And if you do, how much? Yeah, well, you course did and well, I, would, I, I don't want to i don't want to you know ruin the story ruin the st- yeah i did yeah. Yeah. yeah of course you did of course i, mean, I did so I, but, you were a kid spoiler yeah <laughs> uh but no I, I took one and i thought you know what he's gonna know he's gonna know and so i spent the next night or two just just in utter fear that he's gonna like you know like an old miser go through each hey, i got 348 you know but he didn't and uh and you know after the hundred was gone the question becomes is the boots still available? You yeah. know, yeah. And so, <laughs> I visited the boot from, from time yes, to time. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> those, those boots were made for walking. Yes, and they were. Bang, bang, <laughs> bam, bam, boom, boom, boom. And he never found out until. Well, later. that's the interesting part, isn't it? So, um, uh, it's, uh, this is the. By the way, it's good that the jig was up at some point because. At some point, I, I you know, I was going to. Yes. It'd be a, you know a crack dealer or something of was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I, uh, my mom one day called me into her room and she said, Mickey, look at this. Oh my God. And I said, and then I just played it off. I said, Oh my God, what the hell is that? Oh my God. And so I got to be play ignorant for until I became an adult when, and, Oh my God. And then, I, then I shared the story. Yes. Yeah. It, it's so funny hearing that. Um, and I'm going to bring it back to me and then we're going to watch the thing. Cause you said a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. And why that stands out to me is when the, the way I got caught was that I, in one week I got busted by the cops two times for drugs. First, at the beginning of the week, I got busted for like an ounce of weed, right? And I was like 17, 18 years old, right? And I got a ticket, right? Because it was like under the limit. And then like three days later, I got busted with, I mean, no fucking joke, like 100 pills of ecstasy, like acid, mushrooms, coke, weed, Xanax, Oxy, like literally- uh, Were you going to Walmart? Um, I I was selling drugs. Um, I would hope so. And I stole stole money from it. It just didn't make sense. I was a dumbass. But so I got- caught i got 10 felonies um went through this whole entire thing my parents were awesome those 10 felonies got dropped to three one and got off my record but the point for the hundred dollars is is when i was in court 
Um, I had to go see the judge. I got my sentence, all this shit. And I had to go into this other room and we're sitting down and uh, waiting to talk to the sheriff. And I look down and there's a hundred dollar bill. And I'm like, what, what the fuck it? What, wait, what? And so I'm like, and I put my foot over him and you're going in your head. Like, right, should I pocket? Is this a test? Like, are they testing me right now? That's like, obviously, I was thinking, yeah. right? obviously not. But, um, and so I was like, fuck it. I picked it up and I handed before I was like, I just saw this on the ground. Um, it's not mine. Here it is. And my dad looked at me. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like in his head. Right. And, uh, he asked them, he goes, if no one claims it, can my son, we get it. And they said, yes, after 28 days. Right. Um, and so like every week I would call in. Right. And on the 28th day I go to pick it up. And my dad was just so like proud of me. Like, he's like, you could steal from me, but not from anyone else. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. But, um, when I got there to get the hundred dollars, like the freaking LA times, the daily news, like all these news stations were fucking there they reported the story like oh know, my kid, god kid gets in trouble but then you know redemption the right, story redemption story exactly and i've got these pictures of me on the front page of the newspaper little fucking you know kid holding the hundred dollar bill smiling what a gorgeous ear. story um and uh and it was a hundred dollars and so it's just kind of funny i know it's like off on a tangent but that's just kind of no kind of brought that, it back and you know what that makes me think of is um and by the know, way I, oh, go ahead. I, I was really grateful to stay out of prison and that's going to be the clip we're going to watch right now. Oh, good segue. Uh, way to go. Good segue. Boom. Motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> Plug that one in. Oh, my God. I want to watch that. It's a badass movie. I, I didn't know until right now, but I miss the Mr. Movie phone voice. Yes. Like the, and the, the In a world. That's what, I was, that's what I was saying earlier. And, and like, and that. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, just slow motion. There you yeah. go. In a world. In the world. That's beautiful. Man, that look man, that's awesome. I wish that um if there was a way that we could get not the rights to make like any money off of it, but if we get the rights to put that in the YouTube uh video because You can use that. Um, it's my dad's company, I think. Uh, will you find out because if I don't not, care. Then, just do it. Just well no no no, it has it has nothing to do with that. YouTube <laughs> will take it down. Not take it down, but they'll no, demonetize it. No, it's my dad's it's, it's I think it's my dad's property. Man. Empire pictures, but I'd have to go through legal. I'll probably get sued. Nah, who gives a shit? No, that's awesome, though. Oh, I would use the clip. That's awesome. Um, will you use Brave Browser instead of that's Safari? That's why it keeps going on. Got it. I'm like, why is there still... There we go. It's a great new... Uh, Vigo Mortensen. Oh, yeah. Man, that's awesome. So, wait, you actually saw them do the scene where the, the cord like wraps around? My dad actually wrote that scene, actually. he My dad was producing that, and he wrote that scene. It was really cool. Yeah. I want to know how they did that. It was all, you know, it's funny how you ask, it, it's funny you notice that because what they literally, because again, they didn't have CGI money. No, there no. Was no. It was, you know, bait, you know VHS time. And yes. It, they had to use a, a cord. They said so they did backward whatever. So they took a, 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 a wire or whatever, and they had to literally like kind of stop motion it. And then they kept pushing it forward, you know, by hand. And it was just very kind of... Uh, raw. I mean, they did, but it was, but the way they did that falling through the thing... That was a that was a messy situation. They had gallons and gallons of fake blood, and they couldn't get it through the to the ceiling at first. And oh no! Yeah, it was it, it was it was an intense thing. Yeah, that 
And again, we're in the middle of Wyoming, so it's not like that. We're like you know, we're in the middle of Burbank, where yeah, we yeah, go yeah. down to get extra stuff. I mean, they had to make everything and all their effects on the fly. That's I, I we had to kill that. two or three people. That I mean, there's there's some, yeah yeah, yeah you know, I get that. I, I would have thought like five or six. It's but, a you dark, know. dark, so dark. No, place. but that that is that's that's crazy thing because now CGI is getting it's getting really good. If you have you guys seen Lion King, the new one, it's 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 fucking nuts. It's it's almost. Uh, it's difficult to watch in the sense that your brain can't comprehend. Like that's not real grass. That's not. Yeah, real. I like, know what is going on. It's it's, it's hard. It's because it. I mean, there are times where you're like, okay, that's CGI, but then there, like most of the time, it's like, what the? F- <laughs> I mean, they're eventually they're not even gonna need actors. They're just gonna have voiceovers, like. Well, especially with the video games too. Oh, that's my God! They're spending more money on the video games. Yeah, there's well, more money to be more made. money to be made. Yeah. And then you talk about VR and AR. I mean, where this is all going? Again, um, but you you got to be with me. I mean, I'm older than you, but we still I'm waiting for like the full VR sex game thing that where you know where you get fully you know immersed in. Yeah, am I yeah, wrong to say I, that? No, no, not not at all. Um, I so I have the Oculus uh, Quest. Um, the Succulus it, Quest. It will. It is. I mean, there is some fucking porn out there. You put the head on, and it's like um, it. It's, it as from if you were the guy, so you look down. It's like like your schlong is his schlong, like all this shit. It and has so to that, be gay porn. Though? I know it. <laughs> No, is there it's POV. Oh, it's POV. Oh, oh. So then you got these two girls, and like because that dude, opens the whole marketplace. Dude, if you add dude, the other stuff, like straight up, like you look down, it's like it's two women, and on um, now you're it, talking. It, it, it's fucking is nuts. It, is it? Does it look real? It's oh fuck yes, it looks real. I mean, Daniel, I'm like a present, dude. Uh, you want to try it on right it's, now? Not it's, right now. No, no. It's, you don't dude, want that on video? That's like a used, used condom. No, I can't do- no, no, no. It's just a headset. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gross. Hey, that's no, disgusting. No, it's a used condom. You only use them two or three times and you share them with your buddies. <laughs> well, that's what times. I do. I only use the condom two yeah, or three times. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're used from your buddy already. And that's why I have two kids. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I have to go to sleep. <laughs> Daniel, I'm out of my juice. Dude, oh, this no. drink is... Is fucking bomb. This is the official Halloween drink. No, it is. It's, it's, Bro. It's the Halloween it is. back here. So you're yelling. I know. <laughs> I know. But he's right. I'm going to shut up. But he's right. Ooh. But he's right. But I'm right. No. I, um, back with, to your with, story, signature cocktail. Coming to a store near you. No, no just yeah, contact no. us. Yes. Get on our website. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Well, we could make it like a Halloween. Yes. I have a yeah. good idea. Like a Halloween energy drink. Yeah. Dude. Well, that's called uh, a little bit yeah. of candy corn and cocaine. Yeah, that's like there you go. Candy corn oh, and cocaine, dude. That's <laughs> badass. Way to go. CNC. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. So Actually, we- CCC triple C. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna dial back. Let's uh, let's let's bring let's bring it back to your earlier. Yeah, story. I'm sorry. Like, that was no, 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 way no. off on tangent. Man. I love it. Okay, so um, you know, you're, you're nine years old. Yeah. Halloween. Um. When did you decide to go to NYU? Did you already know that you wanted to act? Yes, sir. Yeah. No, when I went into, actually, when I was seven, I knew I wanted to act. And uh, I took it very seriously. Um, But then again, like everything, when I got into my, you know, teenage years and and then, you know, in early 20s, you know, you you get more distracted. But yeah, back then I was, I was really focused. Um, and then when I was at Beverly High, I was really involved in the drama department and um, did all the plays there. You know, that's when, you know, um, it was, uh, what's his name? Um, who was there? Uh, well, Jonathan Silverman was there uh, at the time. Nick Cage was there before me. Um, 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 
uh, David Schwimmer was there actually the year before me. Holy shit. David Schwimmer was actually, it's amazing. I saw David Schwimmer do an amazing scene in, in, um, at the Little Theater with John Engel, the, the guy who was... What was it? I don't even remember what it was. I think it was actually, it might have been like Jesus Christ Superstar, but it was just, a, <laughs> it was, no, but it was just, it was just something really intense by himself. And he, he was an amazing talent, even, you know, back before his nose job. So yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know. Wait, he, he got a nose job? Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. A long time. It's yeah, anyway. Oh man, now I don't like him. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm getting uh, over it though. Just joking. No, I actually. I mean, I one. I didn't know him. Two. I don't fucking care. He's a great guy. Um, three. Yeah. I mean, Friends is. There's just something about it, man. I mean, it's well. It was the number one. It is. I believe. Can you look this up? Is Friends the number one most watched TV show of all time? Uh, I mean, literally on on a weekly basis, they would have 50 million people watching it. Back then, there was no Netflix and Hulu and all that shit. Right? That's right. So it's a different time. But um, the 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 stronghold that that Friends had is just uh, utterly insane. Oh, uh, absolutely uh, amazing. But but a good actor. That's I mean that that's awesome. But so uh, you, as a kid though, you wanted to act. You, did that have anything to do with your dad? Uh, no, no. I remember I went out to when I went to sleepaway camp, Riverway sleepaway camp, and I, and I, and I would do the plays there. I did, I did, I produced my own plays. I we would, uh, I again, maybe it was just again a, 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 an offshoot from where I again my environment and where I came from. But I, I, I that was my most comfortable place yeah I, you know like you know everybody you know some people feel comfortable in the ocean or whatever I, that was just for me the place that i felt comfortable yeah. and um but it was um, and then nyu was a really interesting amazing experience living in new york that was just an amazing experience beautiful too. time it was your first time away on your own um not well yeah for that extended period of time yeah i mean it was it was an amazing time to to be there in 86 and uh, uh you know it was just it was just a wild time. What uh, was it like? What, I mean, what were some of the things that you did? What was the, I mean, kind of paint the picture of the experience of the 80s because it was a different time in New York compared to, you know, even a year ago. Oh, God. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, the, the Mets won the World Series at, yeah. in, in 86, I think it was. So, I mean, there was just an energy in the entire city that was unbelievable. Like I said before, David Mamet was doing plays and, and where I was going to, to learn drama or to you know, just take classes. It was just, you know, again, William H. Macy was there. Um, some just wonderful, wonderful actors. And, and, and it, was a, it was a great, great time. And the only regret I have is that, you know, I was too immature to even appreciate how much yeah. I had access to at that point. I mean, literally, because I had a taste of Hollywood and I had a taste of the fact that, oh my God, you know, I can, I can be in a trailer and I could do this. You know, and then I did a movie, you know, then I did another movie called Prison with... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Sean and uh, wasn't that the movie? No, that wasn't the movie that we just. No, that was that, another movie. Prison. You did two movies called Prison. No, no, not Prison. Oh, Flight of the. What, what was <laughs> you did say? <laughs> Can I have another drink, please? Yes. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Before he answers that question, what was it's called? Firebirds. So, by the way. So Friends was the most watched show in two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay. However, Seinfeld. I, Seinfeld is up there, and so is Mash. That's that makes sense. Way, the farewell. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's okay. I, it's probably an older movie or TV show because there was barely anything out there. That's good I point. Mean, but I got to tell you, in uh, looking at the years, yeah, Friends farewell season made the list. Survivor beat Friends by like four million viewers, five million viewers uh, the year prior. Oh my so, god! So uh, believe it or what? not, though the uh, the residuals right now are probably like as good as I Love Lucy. Yeah. 
but it's it's you gotta, still not you gotta, as top of the market. Yeah, friends were they were smart though. They fucking teamed up, you know, and and instead of you know David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston getting you know a raise, they're like, no, fuck that. And what I think they had like two percent of you know of, of they, the revenue. They rate. were a team. They, they yeah. They, they f- set a they set a record. It was uh, smart the first smart young people where every single person made a million dollars an episode by the last season. Yeah, at I, every episode. But they were so friggin' unified. I don't. Can you imagine what they tried to do to cajole one against the other? Yeah. Like, you know that they said to Jennifer Anderson, like, you know, we're going to give you an extra 10 million. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, and just fuck them. You know, no. too bad. So smart, though. And everyone had like a blood pact. Like, you know what? Yeah. No. You and they're not- still friends to this day. And you see on their but, Instagram all but the time. You know, but, Lisa Kudrow, Jennifer Aniston. And, yeah. And, but uh, you know what, though? Courtney I mean, Cox. It, it just shows you. I mean, they had enough money. I mean, they just wanted to do it as a, you know, the, looking out for as a team. Because, you know, the kind of dissension that would happen if, you know, someone's, you know, Courtney Cox is getting, lo- you know, two yeah. million less or something. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, it's crazy. Uh, fun fact, though, is, you know, Gun- Gunther, the, right, he, over his, his, Time, yeah, in today's money, uh, it would be $4 million. He started out, um, I'm going to like that one second, like five grand or whatever an episode. And by the end, he was making $40,000 an episode. Wow. That's nuts. Right? That's fucking nuts. Okay. um, Sorry. No, 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 no. So so let's uh, let's bring it back to your story, right? Um, NYU, but then you were talking about uh, a movie that you did uh, with Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Flight of the Concord? Flight of the Concords. Is that what it's called? No, it was called Firebirds. Firebirds. Yeah, I, 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 at first it was because I, I made him slip because I've had a few drinks, but also because it was originally be called Flight of the Apache or something like that. And they were Apache helicopters. It was a Disney film. Uh, and I met some really good friends on that film, one of one of which she actually passed away this year because it's 2020 and she just died of cancer recently. Really? Bettina. Bettina Jawa. She was an amazing writer, producer. Um, good, 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 amazing friend of mine. But I met her on that. I became friends with Sean Young at that time, too. We went to her wedding in Sedona, Arizona, um, under the stars and the uh, Native American spirits. But it was, uh, it was a magical time. It was a cool time. It was a really, really cool time. Um, I met my wife at that time. But when you were in New York? No, no, no. This was much later. Yeah, yeah, no. But when I fly, so after, again, so after I left NYU, um, I was doing theater. I was doing, you know, I was trying to do film work. But again, the problem was I was not that focused and I was really just having too much fun. And then by the time I met my future wife-to-be, I sort of gave that up. And that's when I, you know, we went up to San Inez. We lived there for a while and opened a coffee shop. Thanks a latte. Ah, hold on. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Hold on, hold on. I want to, I want to get to all that. Um, but let's, let's bring it back real quick. So, we didn't talk about the circus yet, too. I joined the yeah, circus, too. Wait, how old were you at this point? Uh, I don't the know, circus. 11 and a half or something. Okay, so we're going to bring it way back no. because I want to hear real quick about the circus. Can, can we just touch? I pulled you up on IMDb. Can we just touch upon the one time you were a producer for Real Spring Break Uncensored? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I forgot. What the fuck? I forgot, wait, I forgot all about that wait, shit. Wait, what? Wait, that say a, that again into the microphone. What was I've had a, I've had a story <laughs> life. I forgot about all this shit. I, I just want to take a second to mention a producer credit for Mickey Yablon. I deserve more IMDb. than the producer credit, yeah. yeah. Uh, for the real spring break uncensored in 2004. I got to send you some photographs, too, oh, because yeah. I also have some pictures. Because when I was, when I was promoting this, when we were doing... Um, Hustler Holidays with Larry Flint. No fucking way. I met Larry Flint in the building, and we had a... That's a whole other story. But anyway, um, on this one... <laughs> listen to me. On this one, I, I, I just appealed to my dad's lasciviousness and his, and his perversions. And he owned a big boat at the time. He owned like a 68-foot tollycraft. 
So uh, we were trying to do like a promo video for the thing, and for this stupid video that we were, <laughs> whatever. It was a holiday video. and uh, The real spring break one? No, not that one. It was an offshoot. It's a long oh. story. I'm not even going to go down that because that's a five-hour podcast on its own. But I anyway, so I, but we used, <laughs> we used, his, we used his boat. We, we, we asked some of the girls uh, to come on the boat, and then they got in their bikinis, and we did like a whipped cream party. And the oh, my God. And uh, my dad had no problem with it. He, he, he produced that segment. Of course he did not have a problem I got in the dinghy, it. and I did some like B-roll shots across. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. It was amazing. It was an amazing time. Oh, I, still, I have pictures. It's fantastic. Oh yeah. my God. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is fun. You have lived a, no, a fantastic life. My almost. Friend. I'm not done with it, but, uh, but so far it's not, it's not that bad. Uh, you know, it's gone ups and downs every, like everyone's that's the yeah. way it goes. Yeah. But you have a very unique life. I try to be around unique people. Yeah. Uh, p- boring people bore me. I like, I, I like unique and weird people. You know, interestingly, you know, but you know, that's the thing as we get older though, and you're getting a little bit, but I'm a lot older. What are we trying you, to say, man? You get, I'm trying to say that you get the benefit, but at the same time you lose the patience for, you know, people don't really have a lot of, you know, intelligence. Oh, well that's, that's a fact. I like to be, um, traditionally I like to be in a room with people that are smarter than myself. Thank you. Um, I, I, that's why I'm always not. alone. It's just so difficult to find. I know. <laughs> 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 yeah, it is. It is. It is. It that's is. My, that's it's, a conundrum. It is. It's a. It's a fucking cluster. Fun. That's why I go. To, okay. I go but to, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. We can talk about dumb people later. Right? Uh, uh, All right. Uh, but no, no. Um, Papa, circus. Can you hear me? Circus. Eleven and a half years old. Oh, I was kidding about that. I can't even. I'm not going to go down that rule. You know what? Everything else I've said is true except the circus part. Okay, here we go. I'm That's, sorry. Okay. Well, you know what? You're, you, I don't really I'm like sorry. the story anymore. I know. I, I, well, I wanted to live your life. Now I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> join the club. No shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, all right, all right. All right. But I did do thanks a latte, and I did all that stuff. Okay, so what is that all about? Because I, um, all the fucking time... Say thanks a lot. Say I don't even know why I say it. I, th- I don't. I have no idea. So how? What's so, my my my, holo, my Holly my Hollywood career was like going. I met my I met my future wife to be on a blind date. My parents set me up with a French girl, uh, and we we met and just for coffee and coffee turned to whatever. And now this is like twenty eight, not twenty nine years later. Wow, so it's nice. great. But yeah, I'm, muzzle and. Uh, but anyway, so I started to settle down, and then we needed. I was going through a whole different thing, and my parents had a ranch in San Inez, and my father was very generous. And we opened a business together called Thanks a Latte, and it was a coffee shop, and I got to play piano at there, like, you know, like, because I play piano, so I got to do like the whole cabaret thing and serve coffees and things like that. Um, and there was a lot of weird LA Hollywood transplants that lived there for a while. Like, I'll never forget, like, when we had opening night. This was a bad situation, and I I knew it was a bad omen, the whole thing, but um, we were supposed to have uh, dinner with somebody that night, and we were, my wife and I were working the counter, it was busy, we're doing this, and I realized, you know, that the dinner was with Cheryl Ladd and her husband, and and then so they called the coffee shop and asked where we were because we got busy, and she started to, you know, the husband started to yell at me, and Cheryl Ladd was yelling at me. So what the fuck? It's a, you don't want to get into a fight with Cheryl Ladd. It's it's bad. What what was this even about? I was we were supposed to be apparently at her house for dinner, and so they were very mad at me because we didn't show up on time and we were late, and so they were screaming at me. Uh, I didn't even know about it, so I, I had a, I had a neck problem for about three weeks after that. I couldn't I, move did, my neck. Did they put you in a chokehold? No, no, they just put me in an anxiety hole for three weeks. It was very, it was, it was. Did you ever talk to him after that? 
No, they're horrible people. All right. No. All right. Shout out oh, to Oh, Derek people. lived there too. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was, I mean, it, dude, I mean, that whole was, that was a freak show out there. You want about the circus. That was out there. Sandy Net was fun, but it was a very, 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 very removed and kind of. So know. what was, uh, what was the end result though? What happened? Oh, I got the hell out of there. And I, and then I, then, then I was part of a, a, a multimedia company called Immersia for about two years or two or three years. I went to London. We did something in Dusseldorf and we were doing this 3d immersive stuff with licensing Titanic. Well, wait, so wait, it was just licensing t- Titanic. No, it was licensing Titanic, Star Trek. I got to meet, uh, George Decay. I got to work with him and it's, it was just a weird thing because we, we made these interactive things and we, we, we licensed them and it was interesting. Uh, it was fun for a few years, but then it just didn't work out because the funding didn't pan out. So I, then I had, again, changed careers again and then, you know, working this way and working that way. But that was the last, uh, that was the last time I got really involved in, in, in anything with Hollywood kind of a thing. So, I mean, I, I, I think this happens um, with a lot of people. It's like eventually people get a bad taste of Hollywood. Oh, I um, had I had two or three. Yeah, you you get you, it's like turn and burn, right? Um, you know, for for you growing up, you were you you wanted to be an actor, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. When you at what age did you stop? Uh, when I well, when I got married, I basically yeah, twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. But again, I mean, listen, uh, looking back, I had support. I was I was not mature enough to do uh, listen i mean you know you you look at the you, you there's there's a whole romanticism about acting and about hollywood and this and that but the truth of the matter is i i didn't want to picture myself you know the test is can you be a 40 50 year old actor out of work and still be okay and be happy and i i started to get to the point where i thought to myself i don't know if i want to be that person yeah and um and so you then you just let it torment you for the rest of your life and you, and you just live with the, you know, but you, the good thing is I play piano. I have a studio at my house. I play music at my house. I produce music. Yeah. Um, I have other outlets. You're an artist. You draw. Yeah, I draw. But you, you had the you experience, man, man, you know, I totally understand what you're saying. You know, being a 40, 50 year old actor, it's such a, there's such a select few of them and, that actually can make it, you know, long term. But you know, looking back at your life, um, even though like 27 is around the time it all stopped, it's still amazing. It's still beautiful to be able to say that you've been able to do these things and have these experiences. Absolutely. Looking yeah. at it from the other, other way. But I, I do understand that it is something in Hollywood that really puts this oh, negative, yeah. bad, just bad taste in people's mouth. What do you think it is? Oh, well, especially if you grow up in the in the beginning. When you grow up, we, when we started, we talked about the way I grew up, and you get such a warped idea of what normal is and what's expected is. And, you know, I had friends that were getting series, and this guy was getting a movie career, and that guy had a movie. And then, you know, and then some, you know it, everybody has a different story the way it ends up, and most of them don't end up great, but some of them do, and that's great, that's wonderful. But, but there's... I had to test myself and go, and you know, I, you know, I'm a relatively, you know, uh, sensitive guy. And I didn't know if I wanted to go through that kind of long-term pain for my art, I guess you'd say. And and the problem is I I grew up in a wealthy, well-to-do situation where, you know, I got used to a very good way of, you know, and again, when I was living by myself, it was pretty, pretty sparse, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't see myself that way. And, and, you know, again, we all have, 
regrets, but you know, I don't, I think it was the right thing to do at the time. You just said something kind of big though. We all have regrets. Is there a regret for you that you didn't continue? There's a regret that I didn't stay. Oh, that's the other thing. And then I had, there was a regret that I didn't stay at NYU longer too, especially because my roommate down the hall that I was friends with that would have been a really good friend to stay friends with was um, Adam Sandler. He was on the same floor as me. So Wait, what? So I was on the 11th floor at Brittany Hall at NYU. Okay. And, and this is on 8th and Broadway. And it's still there. I just visited it. It's beautiful still. But anyway, so I'm on the 11th floor. This was my sophomore year. And he's on the 11th floor at the end of the hall. And he's got his little group of you know, you know, yeah. friends already. And they're writing songs. And they're doing Hanukkah songs and shit. And they're playing with the guitars and stuff. And um, I hooked back up. I mean, I... I ran into him again at the improv years later when he was doing stand up there. But seriously, I mean, yeah, there was so much, so many amazing people at your fingertips. And my parents were, you know, so nice enough to be able to fund the whole thing. So yeah. I could have stayed there for four years. And um, my ego was like, hey, I've done all these plays. I've done all this stuff. I did it, this thing. I did that thing. I know what, I, you know, I don't need a bachelor's degree in acting to validate that I can act. So, you know, you start to get an attitude and an ego, and then after a while, that kind of gets you distracted, and that's the point. But I, at least I, that's the regret I have the most. Yeah. Like, I don't regret my wife. I don't regret the life I have. You know, I get that. I, I get regret that. some of the things I say all the time, but, you know, but, but definitely um, that experience, especially, you know, as you get older, you like to learn more. You want to yeah. be more interesting. You want, Fuck yeah. And so... But, College higher learning is wasted on the young because it's, it's just fucking too many hormones terrible. going on. I just wanted sex all the yeah, time. I just want to fuck all I, the time. I, I literally, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I mean, again, the dumbest things I've ever done were obviously because, well, that's every guy. That's I mean, ev- dude. We think with our dick for so much. That's of what, our that's life. the beauty of getting older. Is, is. that your, your your testosterone goes bye bye and you can just go, you know. Like, you know, once a year is fine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I thought it was like once every other year. No, you know? I'm just, no, I can. I can I'm just joking. No, it's I'm once kidding. a I'm decade. A, I'm still a perv. I just. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm, I am a fucking perv too, man. I don't know if that ever stops. But but you're right. Um, but it is it is the ego that gets everyone. But you know what's cool? You said the right thing. I did have to, that magical time. I got to do all that, and now. You know, they have these these horror conventions and things like that. I, I was in a small little part in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 or something like that on four, 4, 4. And so I get to go to these little conventions, and it's fun because you get to meet all these people. And I, mean, I went to one in Jersey a, a few years ago, obviously before COVID. And, and do, you know, you have these people that become your best friends for the weekend. And yeah. like, you know, what kind of, you know, and it's just they come from Germany, they come from Sweden, they come from Iceland because of these silly little films that obviously are not silly. They actually make a mark on people. They do. And, um, and that's what makes them special. And even the dumbest ones sometimes make a mark. It doesn't matter what makes them mark, you know? No, no, not, not, not at all. You know, art is perceived by, you know, the individual, it's an individual's experience and whatever it is, right it, it could be silly it could be stupid to some and amazing to others and um but it is it is still beautiful that you can go to these you know events and uh it's kind of like a rekindling of oh, of the past and then you know experiencing uh these things because 
people come from all over the globe uh and it just kind of reignites this thing i don't know man i i I totally understand what you're saying although i'm not in your shoes i can fully uh see how important that is um i see what people bring their little kids dressed in michael myers with a knife i mean you're talking about a kid that just learned how to walk maybe about six minutes ago yeah yeah but they have him in a full gear with the knife and you know there's something disturbingly wonderful about it it it's, is, it's, it is. Yeah, it's disturbingly wonderful I love yeah that. because they're doing it out of love you know and it's and they're sharing it as a family and then everybody you know it was it's really cool it's just really 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 cool so any and, and again it gives a lot of you know actors you know i have a different kind of life outside of this and we all do i guess but you know some actors who live for, and that's what's sad about the COVID situation right now a lot of these people had a full annual way of doing this and making some extra money and, yeah. and and having their ego stroked. And, you know, I remember last time I saw, you know, Adrian Barbeau, who I used to watch in all those movies, she was carrying her little cart up the thing, getting ready to do her signing. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, seriously, so escape from New York yeah. and all yeah. that. I mean, Adrian Barbeau, I mean, come give me a yeah. break. Swamp yeah. thing. So, it, yeah. you know, yeah. you just, there's, and you, and you go to these booths and like, you know, one guy who might be nobody to you is somebody's idol that they yes. you know, come across the ocean for. So it's exactly. just, it's just cool. It's it is. Cool. It's so fucking cool. But the, you're, you're absolutely correct is COVID really threw a wrench in all of this. Um, you know, for you going through COVID, I know you joked at the beginning that you're, you're like enjoying the COVID lifestyle and maybe you do right. Um, or maybe you don't, but it has affected so many people. And excuse me. You okay? No. Okay, good. Perfect. Let's good move on. <laughs> He's got COVID. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of terrific timing, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> good. All right, all right, all right. We, we got to cut this short. And uh, as we start to wrap this up. No, 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 no please, go ahead. No, 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 no. You were making um, a really good point. I did interrupt you. Go. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Um, it really... The more I, I don't know, the more that I think about it and start to think about different industries, uh, it's fucked things up. Yeah. Do you see uh, a return of any of this anytime soon? You know, like these these events. Like for me, we my business, right? Um, we sell high end professional hairstyling tools, right? right? Uh, it's called a company called Ergo Styling Tools. And we do four or five major trade shows right. a year. Um, we have big fucking booths. We do really well. And it allows us to expand the brand and get into new people's eyes and hands and hearts. That being said, we're not the only ones that do trade shows and events that people you know do well. And I can only imagine for you know your type of events um, or this or that or whatever, like people, people are hurting. But I don't see a return of it anytime soon, at least for my industry. No, you're exactly right. And there'll only be a core group of all these, you know, vendors and people that can afford to, you know, anybody. And, you know, if you live in L.A., who's got that much savings unless you, you know, happen to be a very wealthy person. So, you know, you're talking about people who are on the edge to begin with and those people, you know, and then the servers and all those people. Uh, Unfortunately, it's going to just force and it has people force people to have alternative alternatives to the way they used to do things. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing in your, you guys must have a lot of virtual stuff that you're trying to do yeah. to compensate for that. We we're you know, fortunately for us, and this is not to be braggadocious or whatsoever. We were already evolving our business model. I was building exactly. out our online store um, because before 
COVID at the beginning of this year for the past you know decade or so, the way that salons and people would purchase, they'd have to call in. But I'd been working on building out our e-commerce platform. We were going to launch in May. We launched in April. Um, and it's really transformed our business. Um, and we've been doing really well. Uh, but I know that's not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. And so it does even hurt to say, and not, not because I'm like hurting for myself, but I, I, I just want everyone to do well. I feel really fucking bad. You know, like my wife, she's a union makeup artist. Um, and for this whole year, it's just been fucking shit. I mean, they're not doing anything literally right before this. She it was her the first time in six, seven months, uh, she's doing a union job, you know, and, uh, it's, it's hopefully going to be for, you know, a full week. Um, and it's a Netflix TV show, but I mean, she was killing it. She was doing amazing, my fucking God. And then it just crashed Mm -hmm. and mentally I know it's fucking killed her. And, and fortunately, you know, my business has been doing well. So like financially we're, we're fine, but, uh, fuck if the roles were reversed. Cause I know how I am and how I'm bipolar and I'm fucking stress case. And like just all my mental shit. Um, I would have went down a fucking terrible, dark place. Hole, very, very dark place. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, if I didn't, uh, without going into details, same thing, if I weren't able to not have to at least, you know, know that I'm okay to pay my bills and stuff like that. If Fuck, if man. that was on top of everything else and the, and the and the medical fears and the political fears and the shit, I mean, I'm not dude. Even, I, listen, I mean, it doesn't matter to me because again, we only have three more weeks, and if and if things go the wrong way in three weeks, I know everyone's out the door. But even you know they're talking about all that shit, dude. And, but I, 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 luckily, my wife's French, so I can get dual citizenship, and uh, you're gone. I'm in baguette land, dude. Right? It's 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 really um you know f- for me I, I'm zooming from across the insane. <laughs> I was uh, I was a Democrat for many years, uh, like my whole life. Right, when the first time I ever got to vote was for Obama, and I, I campaigned for him, and like I did, it was just fucking amazing. Yeah. Right, it was so yeah. inspiring. Um and uh, and then you know flash forward all this time. I am not happy uh, with Democrats. I'm not happy with the Republican Party. I believe Democrats could have picked a better choice, but maybe not actually because it seems like Joe Biden um, is probably going to win. The thing that, you know, I ask a lot of people, you know, that are, you know, very, uh, you know, strong Trumpers, if you will, Republicans, right? Um, are we better off than, you know, we were four years ago? Uh, and the, the answer is absolutely not. And some people talk about, you know, well, it's COVID or this or the riots, protests, whatever the fuck they want to say. Um, but it, everything happens from the top, right? I mean, in this situation, this is where it, it, it should be. And so even if you believe in his politics and like, I don't disagree with everything that uh, Trump has done in the, in the past. I disagree with most, but there are some things that I'm like, okay, that makes fucking sense. Uh, but we are in a state of, of chaos and division right now. And um, you could blame it on this, that, or the other, but we, there's, we need someone at the top to be fucking presidential. We don't need countries around the world who used to like the, the even the citizens, they, they would look up to America. They, they would aspire to fucking come here. Like everything like LA, New York, like it, it was just a beacon of, of hope and opportunity. And that is not the case now. That is not the case. And, um, 
you know, if you look back at history and look back at time, uh, it, it's always just like there's been a lot of fucked up things, but then just the right decision was made and it saved this. I mean, look at the Cold War, look at uh, World Bay, War II, look Bay of at Pigs. Bay of Pigs, right? You look at, look at all these, and it was just like the right decision. And so I, I do believe that, my God, if, if Donald Trump wins, uh, I, I, I am scared. Um, I, <laughs> uh, if, if, yeah, if, I mean, if Biden wins, I am scared, but I am less scared. That's what, um, but I'm scared either either way. But I do believe that uh, a sense of normalcy will come back because, well, Biden and Kamala Harris—they're very presidential, if you will. Um, does that make sense? I don't even know. No, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm I'm much more binary about the whole thing. Uh, I mean, he the fact that we are having a discussion about re-electing the, the, the apprentice for a second term, Donald Trump <laughs> from the apprentice. The fact that we're even having this conversation to me is a dystopian nightmare. And, uh, and, and it scares the shit out of me. And, you know, I have, again, I'm, I'm a, I'm older. I'm 52. I've got some perspective, but my dad, you know, he's 86. And, you know, when he starts talking about, and you know, he served in the military, he was in the army. And when he starts to, you know, in, in the shadow after world war two in Brooklyn, and, you know, and he starts talking about, you know, this is the sickest he's ever seen his country. And it's, yeah. and, uh, you know, we justify the things that this, this psychopath says. And, and at the end of the day, he's a sociopath. He's a narcissistic yeah, yeah. sociopath. And yes, you know, the fact that people talk about Biden, who gives a shit? Yeah. He, is he my first pick? No, he's probably yeah. like my seventh or eighth or yeah. 12th. But uh, do, can I go to sleep at night yes. knowing that he's president? Fuck yeah. 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 And, and, and well, I, you know, I'm, I've never been scared with, with a president. Never. Yeah. Even with George Bush. I, I didn't like Bush. Yes, that's but it. But in right. retrospect, now he's my, he's my idol. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I pay to have him in office. Yes. It's but, so true. But, but uh, I'm just going to give this country's soul one last chance. And if we this fuck up it. this vote... And listen, and the other thing is, that's that's only 30% of the way, because even if it's a landslide, he's going to say, you know what? Oh, that was too he's much of a landslide. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. going to have to check every state, every blue state, and we're going to do recount. And, and you know what? And he's got the Supreme Court now coming up with six to three. And when she, that, that, that wonderful woman who happens to be a religious zealot, when she becomes the next Supreme Court justice, you are going to have a lock in on him being reelected it, if it goes to the Supreme Court. Um, Just... Uh, just trust me. That's he said it out uh, here's loud. Here's the thing. And, uh, here's the thing. Maybe yes. I wouldn't like. I don't like her. I don't believe that the Supreme I don't Court. Know her well enough. Um, I don't believe the Supreme Court should sway too heavy in any direction. Um, I don't believe that they should have life sentences, life terms. Um, but I do believe that uh, if it does go to the Supreme Court and clear facts point to Biden. It's just You're, hard for me to conceptualize right. them going against something like that. Can uh, you imagine though if it if it does, and then the insert and the the people have to just swallow that. Yeah. I mean, it was hard enough with Gore, you know, yeah, versus but, Clinton. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gore versus Bush. Bush, but that was yeah, that uh, and that was a hanging chad. Yeah, that, was, weeks, that was that was Bush, you know, and uh, you know, that was Jeb Bush, uh, who was the governor of Florida at the time. Remember, right? Yeah. So, it, but it was just, I, I, if if Biden wins by a landslide, um. Which I don't know if he'll win by a landslide, but I just I know there are a lot of conservative people out there that won't admit it, right? Because they've been Trump the entire time. They just want a sense of they they just can't fucking stand it. They just they, they just it's just too much. Listen, if 
Forget the anomaly of last last time, you know, when with Hillary. If, if, the, if the polls are this wrong with this election, I mean, we're talking double digits now. He's got a 12-point lead. Even the most, you know, you know, favorable average on Fox is like nine and a half. Yeah. Okay. If that, if he wins with those kind of polls, polls should be taken out of the mix. They should never be allowed to have another poll. I hate, here's the thing, and I agree with you. What happened last time, um, people let go to the polls and the polls were wrong, but in a sense, they were right. Trump only won just like this. Tactically. 86, 88,000 votes, and we could look that up, but it doesn't even matter. It was very, very, very small. Um, And and it, 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 was nothing we thought that could happen, but it did. Now, she did win by millions of votes, not like Gore, who won by half a million votes, uh, but she still lost because of the electoral system. So this time around, though, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's different, and they everything's riding on it, right? If they get it fucking wrong this time, I mean, it... Well, the polls will go out of business. But, but the temperature is too hot right now, too. I mean, especially now when you get those militias that are being arrested, you know, with governors being almost killed and kidnapped, you know, they because are. they say the wrong thing to the you know, great leader. It's, it's a scary time. And when he's actually telling them to stand by and stand... Stand back, stand by, right? It, uh, Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. It, <laughs> I'm not in the club, so I don't know the secret code. No, but, I, but, but, but you know what? It doesn't sound like, like, you know, welcome, you know, come on and have a seat, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, we see all of this. I mean, what's happening, you know, with the Proud Boys, what's happening in Seattle and Portland. Um, it doesn't matter what side, left, right. You move too far in any direction. It's not a good thing. But it's a reflection of his... It is. In, that's exactly but it. But the chaos that he wants... To, he's, was this shit happening under Obama? If Obama was president, right? Um, I truly believe when... Greg, even Bush. When, when, yes, even Bush. When George Floyd was killed, yeah. they would have went to Minneapolis. They yeah. would have spoke with the governor. They would have spoke with the mayor. They would have spoke with the police. They would have spoke with the people. You know, um, they would have... They would have tried to get to the source. You know, it's they're like, not insane. No, when Sandy Hook happened, what did Obama? He went there. He fucking cried. You know, which is rightfully so. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Listen, and so I, I get. I mean, George Bush, even at the uh, God uh, at nine eleven. You yes. know, I mean, you got whatever you want to say. The guy put his heart and soul into that. He, he, he wasn't bullshitting that. No. He didn't pretend to care. He actually cared. Yeah. Yeah, and you you can't fake that. No, and just like he can't fake that he has some because no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, and that's and that's the scary point. That's the chaos. But yeah. you know, we'll Sorry, see. That we'll was see. Good. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. All right, all right, all right. So we're gonna get off that all subject, right. and we're gonna bring it back, right? So, um, all right, New York, NYU. When did you meet your wife? Who? <laughs> when did you meet her? Oh, oh, uh, uh, September of ninety three. September of ninety three. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Ilfranio in Beverly Hills. Okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, then we went to we had coffee, and then coffee turned to a movie. We went to go see Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle, and then uh, Tom Hanks, right? Or Meg Ryan? Both, both. Yeah. Together. Uh, yep. Most of the go. scenes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, and then uh, I went, and I knew time was a wasting because she had to go back to France the next day. And she had a boyfriend she was staying with. So it was a, it was a lot of obstacles to, a, yeah, to address. Yeah. So, um, I knew, so I did. I had to pull out the music thing. So I brought her back to my parents' house, and they were out of town, thank God. And I played her music on the piano. Wow. And then we talked about, you know, you know uh, Eastern politics and, you know, Russia and things like that. And then we just, you know, started to, you know, 
connect a little bit. And then I had to bring her back, and then she went back to France. And then after that, we there was no email at that time. You know, no. we just wrote letters and everything. It was cool. And then uh, I love that. Do you guys still have them? Yeah, I have them in my drawer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're, yes. They're very, it's very cool. Like green ink, and it's so sweet. And she was, she's really cool. She, you know, listen, she's a much better person than me. So that's it. Makes my job easier. To, exactly. You know, right. So, you know, it's just. You know, you, you want to be the, again, you want the other person to be the smarter person. A hundred percent. I could not agree with you more. I am, you know, my wife for sure. She makes me a better person, you know, and, you know, to have an individual that truly sticks with you through thin and thin. My wife and I have been together for 17 years. Amen. We met uh, in, in high school. We were best friends. I actually remember um, my my dad, when I would get in trouble, like that time I got grounded um, for doing all that stupid shit. All my friends, I was grinding for like two months. The only person that could come over was my best friend. My best friend back then was my wife. Um, That's convenient. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, yeah, I think my dad knew something oh. that, that I, I didn't at that time because we were just friends. Um, but but he, he always seemed to be looking at making sure that you were always happy, though, your father. Though. Yeah, Every, he, everything he, you said. He, he put me through a, a, a lot of hell, but um, huh. he... he, he, he he fucking definitely did. He truly, truly, truly. Oh, I cared. should have told you about the Billy Idol story. I Wait, about what that. the fuck? All right, that gonna... was the weirdest story. <laughs> this has got to be the let's final hear, story. No, no, this got to be. This is. Uh, let me know when you're almost done because this is the final story. That 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 story was intense. That was a that was a crazy story. I'll just tell you now. You want me to tell you now? Yeah, of course, I was waiting for it. Sorry, it was just a non sequitur. But I, yeah. again, my it's, just just ruin. You know, you know, I get it. Cut me off. I'll oh, what were you going to say? Dad, you so know, it just up. God you damn. So rude. <laughs> 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 no, it is perfect. It is perfect. It is. <laughs> Trying to tell him a serious story. You know, this one time about Billy Idol. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, Woo! Mickey. I've known you for years. You've just been drinking, and that's it. We don't hold it against you. We no, not at all. It's a safe fun. space. Did you press pause? I'm just. Oh no, we're gonna no. Be no, no, no. You're good. You're no, good, baby. Let the people decide. Yes. <laughs> so, who gives a shit about what you're saying? <laughs> Your father said what? Uh, Excuse me. What? Did, what? Did, no. All right. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I remember this Billy one Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, my daddy, Billy Idol. Anyway, he was in town. <laughs> Sorry. Please go on because I'm like I'm going to kill no, myself. No, no, on no, the way no, home. no. We're good. No, please go now. Now I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. I want to hear about Billy your Idol. father. Your dad. Alyssa was the only person. Oh yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit about my dad? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were grounded, and she was the only yeah, person. Yeah, she that was could... the only person over. So I was just agreeing with you, right? Um. So then, like all these years later, my wife um has just put up with a lot of shit because we've been in there for so long, and I was young, dumb, um thought with my dick instead of my my brain and um and just all the shit right but i totally can relate to you when you find a person that just makes you a better you hold you accountable for your shit um and and you grow and i think it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing yeah well uh, yeah shit about relationships talk about billy no i'm just saying in response i just i i I, i'm amazed that she's still with me i mean i put up with some of the stuff that i mean i'm i'm just a big drama queen. So I, I thought you were going to say, I, I'm still amazed that she's still with you. With you? Yeah, my wife, with me. No, 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 no. You're an easy sell. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a tough sell. I'm a t- Daniel, you know me. I'm, a, I'm not well. Uh, yeah, but that's what makes you you. Yeah, well. It makes you unique. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. All right, but I want to hear about Billy Idol. I'm sorry about what I did. I really apologize. If, if I cared, <laughs> if I cared, I would tell you. All right. But I really don't give a shit. 
So I don't even know why this came into my head. <laughs> I don't know why your father's story came <laughs> I love had, it. had a, a, a connection with Billy Idol. It's okay. It's better than OJ. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy didn't kill him. As long as, as far as we know, I don't yes, think he as anybody. far as we I don't know. think you know. Yeah, let's go. I don't even remember the story. <laughs> I will is, is murder you myself. What is this about the manager? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try. I have a way of too long. I'm going to condense this. No. My father and I used what to go, my father and I used to go to this restaurant in Westwood on Sunday nights. I mean, I, we, my family used to go there. It's, it's old school Italian with the leather booths and, you know, uh, friggin', you know, all the old Rat Pack used to go there kind of people and uh, Don Rickles and those. And it was just a very old Hollywood kind of a place. And um, my dad and I were there one night and, this guy comes over and it happened to be Bill O'Coin. I shouldn't use his name out. Well, who cares? Yeah. But he was uh, the manager of Billy Idol at the time. And this was during the Rebel Yell whole tour and everything else. And he also happened to be the manager of Kiss back in the, you know, the heyday. So I, this is my last one. I'm cut off after this. My last one too. So, delicious. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, very delicious, by the way. Really, really I mean, good. let's just take a minute to so say cheers. Second, cheers. Take a second to back, back to your story, signature cocktail, cauldron cooler. Coming soon. Cheers. Cheers. Coming, cheers. Coming, coming soon. Coming, coming soon, soon online. Coming soon. It is. Cheers, cheers dude. Really, really good. Oh, my God. I'm starting to really love those now to the point where it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, re I, re I really like this. I like it. Yeah, I really like it. What was I saying? Uh, you're oh, talking yeah. about <laughs> you're talking about my dad Loretta Lynn what <laughs> uh, no so oh so Bill Coin comes by and they they were chatting he's this real thin guy with a real weird kind of creepy um, mustache yeah but like the pencil thin like you know predator kind of like stalker ones. Why, why does anyone even do that I'll get to that in a second but um, so <laughs> One thing leads to another. He finds out that uh, yeah, that I'm interested in you know going to the thing, whatever. So he says, "Oh yeah, you know what? You know Billy's in town. We're gonna have the Rebel Yell thing. You know, come on down, get your tickets. You can come backstage." But I was 15 at the time, so I couldn't drive. So I had to get a girl, a friend of mine in the drama department who was 16, and she drove. We went. It was all the way down in like Irvine or something like that. It was a long way, and this was before cell phones, so you couldn't call and say, "I may be a couple minutes late." So we saw the show. It was amazing. It was just great show. And then after we go back, this is later, already, and he says, you know, come back to the hotel. You know, I'm 15. I've got like an algebra test tomorrow. You know, I got, it's, I'm yeah. 15. So, but we do. And so we go back, go into the room, and it was like, you know, it was like every, you know, cliched thing you could ever think of from an 80s hairband thing. There was Coke on the table. There was, it, it was just, it was, it was, it was and then, I swear to God, then, I, then the other room, Billy Idol was having sex with Apollonia. Uh, remember, remember Apollonia? Yeah, from, are you serious? Yeah, so it was just, it was an intense, kind of weird, weird vibe. And so I, I don't, I didn't stay there too long, but we were hanging out and then it was getting really, really late. And then I said, I got to go. I, I really have to go. You know, it's, you know, I'm going to be in trouble already, but I have to go. It was a long drive back. And then he goes, oh yeah, before you leave, come on, let me, I just want to talk to you. So they had, I guess, the whole suite of floors. So we just go into the next next room, and he locks the door. And, you know, I thought, oh, that's odd. He's locking the door. And then, we, you know, he's, then he goes to the other part of the room, and he starts doing all this extra coke, and he wants me to do coke. And then he starts telling me about his first homosexual experience. No way. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, then, like, you know, 
So it, it was a disturbing moment, to say the least, yeah. So, uh, no, I did not... Uh, you didn't give him a blowjob? Okay. No, I didn't do <laughs> Come on, man. It's fucking Billy Idol. It was the... No, it wasn't Billy It was his manager. Oh, fuck it, that. I would have done... I would have blown Billy, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Billy, yeah. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. I get it, I get it. But oh, I, fu- oh I fucked Billy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have fucking muzzle top, baby. Oh. <laughs> I still see him on the weekend, on the holidays. So. No, um... You guys are a thruple. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's disturbing. Um, no, but anyhow, anywho. Damn, but you were 15. Yeah, somehow I got out of that room unscathed. Mentally f- fucked up, but yeah. I, I, unscathed. He didn't touch me or anything. Um, got out of there. And uh, the weird part is that he still, back. it was back in the day where there was, again, no cell phones, but he would call him. I had a private line in my room. You know, we had my little, yep. pr- I had, my I had little, one too. I had, I had a too. princess phone, a little red princess yep. phone. I still remember the number too. Didn't have that one. No. It was no, it was wrong. But he he would call me like at night and say, "Oh yeah, we're up at the Mondrian. You want to come up and meet me?" I'm like, "Please do not call me anymore." <laughs> and he still would call you. Oh yeah, for a couple of weeks, and then it was over. But yeah, but I I, I can't. T- there was a, I've had a few stories like that where they just yeah, that was the first time that ever happened to me at 15. But ever since then, I had some. You talk about Hollywood. You know, it's funny you say that. I did a few. You know, all, all kidding aside, some of the movies I did, there were some boy toys that were basically just you know. On either in the movie or working on either the set or actors that were just, you know, boy toys basically for the producers. Damn. Yeah. We, you, you hear a lot about, um, like the shit that happens to women. Yeah, know, exactly. All the time, you know, but you're right. Um, but not so often. Because there's no sympathy for that. For yeah. Me. And that's, and that's not, that's not like, listen, this is not to take away from the Me Too movie. This is not to take away no, that from was, the women that have been, I totally fucking get it. Trust me, I totally get it. Uh, but when the role is reversed, and I'm, I'm probably going to get shit for even saying this, but when the role is reversed, um, there's not so much sympathy, right? When it's, uh, you know, a, a, an older man trying to take advantage. Yes, I know like Kevin Spacey, and I really don't even know the fucking story, but um, it's still, it happens all the time. I mean, I was even watching that uh, show that Ryan Murphy did called Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and it just... I, it's run rampant in the industry for a long time, you know? Um, it's, it's, but it's really, it is, it's sad. It's sad when it happens to a girl. It's sad when it happens yeah. to a, a young girl and a, and a young man. Um, it shouldn't happen. Well, that's, I mean, again, you know, talk about the Me Too movement. I mean, that was just a little tiny snowflake of the entire snowball. Right. You know, because the fact of the matter is, like you said, there's so many women or that were, young and naive and they got completely you know messed up and used up but because the lure and the and the power i mean i've seen firsthand that people will do uh, being on the set with stars and hanging out and walking around with them and and, you know being in that world and again that was why it was so intoxicating why i would leave nyu and do this because again this is what i'm gonna why the fuck would i not do this all the time yeah this is a fun thing to do yeah so not not thinking, okay, well, you have to put in a lot of years in pain and sweat, but that's another. But the point is, when you're walking around with those people, the allure, I mean, I've seen girls, guys, whatever, people just do the stupidest things, embarrass themselves seemingly, but again, not have being any, you know, worse for the wear. It's just an inter- interesting draw and you see it all the time it's 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 very very fucked up do you see things i mean i i know you're not in the industry um anywhere near as much as you were back then but uh do you see a change i mean especially after the me too movement especially um everything that's going on covid like 
Like, I, I think women have a lot more power in the industry, and that's the way it should be. And of course. I, think, I think it's only going to get better. And first, first of all, I just think women, despite of all the you know horrible you know little epithets and things, I mean, they make better decisions. They make you know, dude. Uh, I could not agree with you more. I mean, they make men better men. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and first of all, they're not doing it out of that ego ball thing no. of like my dick's bigger than your nope. dick, and, and it's just like you know. This is the most pragmatic thing to do. Absolutely. Let's just do this. It's, it's so funny to talk about like the, the, the big dick thing, right? It's a proven fact that um, women care less about the size of a penis compared to men, you know, thinking that women, you know, uh, think that the, a bigger dick is more enjoyable or less enjoyable. You know that? Does that make sense? So like a woman thinking about the size of a man's penis, the importance of it compared to a man thinking a woman thinks that yeah i mean that's what i base my marriage on, right and that so, whole concept. <laughs> so that, whole that being said uh yeah. men think more with their dick they think more you know we're uh, visual they're much more about bank accounts and things like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know about bank accounts i'm but just being I, I, I don't know man i don't know i don't know i'm just talking about again my I, grew up, I grew up in a very fucked up place i, 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 I fucking i don't know i'm whatever no, that no. being said you're but you're absolutely correct i mean about my penis or i, I don't even know what the fuck you're absolutely correct about okay i don't even know let's just billy uh, idol back to billy idol again. okay so when you had sex with him what was it like oh god it was a white wedding <laughs> it was a rebel young. no it was it, no it was a, that, oh by the way and then when i got back home at like three or four in the morning yeah and you know looking you know at the time i didn't agree with it but you know my dad slapped me right across the face and you know what it may, I understand that because if I couldn't get a hold of mice, because I, I have an 18 year old oh, son. Oh my God. And if he, I, and I have cell phones, whatever, but if I couldn't get a hold of him and I had to call, and I didn't want to call the cops, oh, I'd, I'd be so fucking pissed. Dude, I. And I was totally back when you could totally that. slap your kid and it was yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it was, was fine. Yeah, my, yeah, trust me. You know, I, I was born I, in 68. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you could. You could I, I was throw, born in 86. Could, and my dad used to beat the shit out of my me. My dad threw forks at my sister. Yeah, yeah. May, uh, maybe she deserved it. She that did. She, oh, she totally <laughs> I'm just did. joking. You met my sister. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's one thing that we didn't talk about that. Stanley, stole you fork. met my sister. She still have forks? She fucked what? <laughs> no. Oh. I said, does she still have a fork? No, no, no. She got hit in the chest. She had a, uh, she's good by now. I think. Okay. She was, I think she was young. So it healed. had a long time to heal. Yeah, so. that definitely happens. Uh, how many siblings you got, man? One. All right. Just the one. Is she an actress? No, 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 no. What she, she do? She's a teacher. She works in, she works at, she's a, now she's a librarian. I'm very proud of her. She was, she works. She's, she's got her degrees. She's worked a long time in the LA uh, unified school district. She's doing a great job. And you know, now she's doing virtual teaching. She's doing a great job. That's awesome. Yeah. And her kids love her. She's won awards. She's, you know, I'm, I'm really, really proud of her. It's really good. She's, she's pretty, uh, Shout out, shout out to your sister big, for sure. Big props, big props. Yeah. The whole thought though of virtual learning, um, I think it's great for when you're like older and you want to learn something new. Oh, this right? is horrible. This, this is, is horrible. fucking terrible. No, we're going to have a whole subgroup of subhumans for a long time. Absolutely. This generation is like the mole people. No, I was literally, I was talking with um, my, my younger brother who's 18 and his friends uh, last night. And um, they, they were saying that how my generation uh, was that as far as like, what they're thinking uh, is the best generation to have been born in because their generation sucks. Uh, you know, for them, I the mean, my, 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 my brother, right. Was, uh, you know, a good student was a, you know, varsity first string pitcher fucking dominating, like wow. just killing it. Right. 
everything was taken away. No, no graduation, no prom, no fucking, no, you know, CF, uh, CIF championship, none of that shit, right? I couldn't, I didn't graduate from school, but like, I could only imagine like my brother, who was a great ball player, good student, uh, for the most part, if that was taken away from him, like, it just, I don't know, like, you put all this effort into something as a young kid, and then it's just fucking taken away. It's my son just graduated. Yeah, so you understand. he, He has a chip on his shoulder, and you know, he's sensitive like me, and you know, he, he got, very jaded about the whole thing you know yeah. he get a lot of like you know who gives a shit who cares you know what i mean and i i understand it but he's yeah. much different now he's you know getting adjust, everybody's getting adjusted but again prom, uh, prom none graduation we drove through that's the exactly thing. what we did with him too we had a pretend prom we i mean everything was like a facade kind of you know coming of age thing and it wasn't like they didn't get the full they got they feel that they got gypped they did. They got gypped. And they, they totally did get did. gypped. They totally did. And, uh, you know... Uh, it fucking sucks, man. It, I'm just... It just... It goes, we're not going to go back to politics, but yeah, we have to fix this and it's a bad situation. No, but, they do. Yeah. I mean, we do. We do as a society. I yeah. mean, uh, America is not doing the right things that we need to do. It's like... And it's making each other yell at each other, too, a lot, which is a bad yeah, thing. Yeah. And, well, I'm, you have to watch The Social Dilemma. Um, yeah. Because then it shows you that how much social media, uh, you know, puts... It has just changed everything. I mean, especially with social media, think about Facebook um, and Instagram. You only see what you like, right? So, like, if we had the same Facebook account, like, same friends, literally the same it friends. It makes us feel good, yeah. Yeah. That's really The things that you look up, right? So, if it's puppy dogs or kittens, um, that is what you're going to see. If it is fucking Donald Trump or Biden, you're going to see Donald Trump or Biden. Probably. If you're fucking looking up Proud Boy stuff or whatever, you know, you're going to see that or yeah, what is it? QAnon. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's been you taken know, off of Facebook. Yeah. Thing, why? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, it only shows you. Reaffirms what, your own. Exactly. But these echo chambers, yeah. it is not good for society because we need to be able to get both sides of the story. You need to be able to see this way and that way. And these big giants, these tech giants, are only pumping in because it's the advertisements, right? That's what it really comes down to, the money that they can make. Um, but it creates a one-sided view in this generation that is not fucking good it's tribal it's building tribes exactly and 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 the scariest part of the whole thing is what do we have what is the biggest commodity we have right now it's time free time yep. because we're stuck around and all we do you know is look into the mirror basically on these phones and go show me myself you know reaffirm that my beliefs are great and that i'm, I'm right and that other guy's insane Absolutely. i'm guilty of it as hell because i'm i happen to be right so it's easier for me <laughs> so i mean i don't have to worry but for the people that are wrong yeah that's it's crazy but it, the, <laughs> the fucking funny thing is that they think that, that would they're suck. right, right? no no they think that they're right and it's like listen Whatever you think is what you think. Whatever yeah. I think is what I think. But but there um, are facts. Though. But there are facts exactly. Um, and if you have the facts pointed at your face, but, but that's what Trump's done though. It. But that's what Trump has done. Yeah. He, he's in my mind. And again, I don't want to keep being one sided. But he's made it so that facts are bendable. They're not really facts. I mean, come on. They're, yeah. yeah, yeah. What did Kellyanne Conway say that one time uh, about facts? Uh, oh, they're, uh, they're, they're alternative facts. Alternative. <laughs> yeah. And that's why she's not there anymore. Yeah. That's uh, it's kind of crazy story because her husband. I love is her like, husband. I love her husband. <laughs> he, he, He's my favorite Republican. With George Conway. Or yeah, the Lincoln Project. Yeah, the Lincoln. Yeah, that, isn't that crazy? Well, actually, their daughter is my favorite person because the daughter actually exposed. That's the daughter basically who said, "I'm getting emancipated." You two fucking 
idiots. I mean, are constantly in the press on each other's ass. And meanwhile, I'm 15 years old. I'm paraphrasing because yeah. I don't know her at all. But, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, my life is in the middle. So she was going to get emancipated. And so Kellyanne Fuckway had to finally say, you know what? For, and good for her. Good she, for her. No, good, no, seriously. Good for, for her. her. Yeah. And they both did as a family and blah, blah, blah. And I'm happy that they did it. And I don't wish her any, you know, she got no. COVID. No. I hope she, you know, she's a strong woman. But it was just, uh, that's a lot of karma right there. But the fact is, is it, that, Oh, my God. Oh, okay. All right. But I, when I found out that Trump, like, listen, Plus, I would never and there's want, still people that well, I would Trump. never want a president to um, get ill and die. Like, I really, I don't give a fuck, even if I don't like them. Yeah. I would never want it because it's not, it's just not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just it, like, like, no, I don't wish anyone dead. But that being said, uh, when he did get COVID, it was just um, kind of the irony, right? I mean, if that's the right word, um, maybe it's not. Comeuppance, yeah. Yeah, I comeuppance. Mean, listen, I mean, that's, the yeah. truth is, it would almost be ridiculous that he didn't get it. I yeah. mean, he was literally like spitting in yeah. danger in the face. I mean, it was just, it was just inevitable. I mean, I, I, I would, but the scariest part is to this day, no one has answered from anyone, anyone close to the, to the, to Trump. When was his last negative test? And no one will, they will to the end of time, just like his taxes that will remain in the box of mystery. Of course. And because the truth is too ugly. And that's why, I mean, I just, I hope he, I hope he doesn't do a, um, another rally, you know, he is, he's doing one tomorrow. He is tomorrow. He's doing I a whole don't slate. Get it, man. I, I'm sorry. Like this I is just, the last time he's going to get his ego struck this, this much. Is, this is not like come on like i know that with covid um you know if, he, if you're young it, the chances of anything really bad happening to you are slim to none but right he, but, but hold on um for the older generation yes i it's it's fucking bad you know over two hundred thousand people have died and even if you say that the numbers are off let's say it's off by 50 or sixty thousand people that is in a short period of time a lot of fucking people that did not need to die um so when you get COVID, right, um, you, you don't believe in the mask thing, uh, and then you're going to do another rally in, but like I, we had a musician on yesterday and, and she fucking said, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm paraphrasing how politicians, um, you know, can have these fucking big events, but musicians can't. And she wasn't saying like that she wants to do it. Right. But it just doesn't make sense. Um, she's exactly right and she is and she's exactly right isn't that pretty much what she yeah right okay thank you sir um so well and it, it's it's doubly difficult because we live in a federal federal society where every state has their own guidelines and that is yeah and that's that makes our unification you know this is exposing a real weakness yeah. in our greatness which is you know what? Yes, it's great to have individuality and you know have the, But if we are truly going to be, you know, they keep making mentioning World War Two and the biggest, you know, uh, you know, you know, manpower and the biggest, you know, uh, 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 assemblage of, of resources since World War Two. Well, the truth is, you know, it it's not like World War Two because we were unified during World War Two. Yes, and everybody was working for one goal, and and we don't have that now. I mean, no. when you have people 
going into a Target screaming, you know, take off your mask, you know, take off your mask. It's you know. so fucking weird because it's like, think about the mask. Like, it just makes sense. Listen, it just, it makes sense. But there's and no I, other country where that kind of bullshit goes on. Though. No, and you're absolutely right. I love the individuality of the states, right? I do. I love that. Remember the Sturgis rally? But, um, yeah. Of that course. was fun. Of course. I, I just, but here's the thing, you know, especially in situations like this, it, like the the information needs to come from the top and like just as simple as wearing a mask when you're in a public freaking right. place like exactly. walking and here's the thing in a grocery store in a business what does the sign say it says no shoes no shirt no service so if they want to fucking say you know wear a fucking mask wear a pink shirt to walk in the store this is our right that's their right it's their fucking business now if they said no gays allowed or no blacks allowed that is a completely different story Funny enough, they would, they would be fine with those signs, actually. What? And some people would. I'm not going to say everyone, but some people would. I like that sign. No, but it, you know, but here's the thing. It's like, fucking mask, come on. Like, I know. And it's just like, if you're sick, you know, you wear a mask. Like, it just, it, I, I don't get it. But um, Because it's, again, it's, listen, I'm brainwashed. Everyone's brainwashed to a certain degree. Like you said, I'm a big consumer of everything that I like, and everybody yes. else is a consumer of what they like. I'm trying. I mean, I even try to stomach watching all different sides. I listen to Fox, and I try to get different points of view. And I, I have friends and, and colleagues that are on the other side of that friends fence. But uh, I, this one is is black and white to me. This is not like back in. I mean, you know, all the different campaigns. This yeah. is good, good and evil, sociopath insanity. This is can I sleep at night or not? And and look. Would I have taken Biden 20 years ago a little bit better? Yeah, that, you know, whatever. I mean, is he my favorite pick? No, I went through that already, but... And no, no, trust me. I, 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 I forget. Well, you know what? Time, time is going to tell. Yeah, uh, you it's know, not it, a great choice. No, it, it's not. It's not. But we'll, uh, you know, there, this is going to be a, a time. Oh my history God. Paints well. There's going to be a lot of fucking movies. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's definitely. I just uh, don't want people to get hurt and, and get killed. Or stuff no, like that that's on. yeah. I, I, I don't ever. I don't. I don't ever. I want us to come together. I want unity. I like. But you feel that tension out there, don't you? Of course, absolutely. You know, um, it's. But the crazy thing is, man. You know, the more and more I have these podcasts, I talk about this all the time. I see that, you know, most people will have their views on this. Most people have their views on that. But if you come down to it, a lot of us are in the fucking middle. And 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 the media and social media, it just, and especially the fucking media, I'm sorry, Fox and CNN, MSNBC, like, it just divides and it pumps what they want and they want right and that's just these fucking echo chambers right um and so it just creates this division where i swear to you you put a hundred people in the room that are from all different sides of this shit if they start having a real and honest conversation i'm like oh yeah i agree with that oh yeah i agree oh, maybe i don't agree with that but i agree with this and it, it, most of us are good people so I don't know, man. T time, time will definitely tell. I do not see when people talk about a civil war. I'm sorry. I don't fucking ever see that happening in this generation because too many people like they just they, they, they're not. I don't know. Say if they're scared or bitches or whatever, like they just it doesn't make sense to them to go out and fight. So I, I, I don't know. We're kind of in this little hiccup. But I, in long term, I, I don't see this to be the end. And I do see that, um, you know. Whatever happens with this election, 10, 20, 30 years from now, it'll just be, you know, another 
another story. We made it out of World War II. We made it out of, um, you know, World War I, the Civil War. Uh, yeah, just... Yeah. Well, you mentioned that before. You, you said before about how this is, you know, the first generation. They feel themselves identified as people that, you know, are really starting from a, a tough place, from a, yeah, from a challenged place. Man, I could not imagine. I just, you know, 22 years old, fucking went to college, spent all this time, try to come out, try to get a fucking job. You can't even get a waiter job now. I mean, no, man. That's, it's, 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 it's really, really sad. So, and again, I, yeah, it's beyond. This or that. It, Not to go on a, uh, yeah. a rant, but what's the difference between that and in 2011 when the economy was so tanked? Yeah, we weren't wearing masks, but you were going You're and right. spending a hundred grand on this education and coming out and waiting tables because that was the only job you could get. What was the difference? No, you're absolutely correct because we made it out of it, right? And it, it, it sucks that something this bad happened so quickly, um, but we, we will make it out of this. Listen, man, even if Donald Trump wins, I fucking hope he doesn't but if he does we will make it out of that we will because there's just this amazing thing about americans that uh fuck man we will continue to fight and when shit hits the fan because there was when 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 covid did hit like in the beginning and everyone's forgot there was this sense of kind of unity that i that i felt something very similar to like after 9 11 um and so although that has faded for sure um it's we're just here and we will come back that's what i that's why I hope. but that was a really really good point but I, uh, yeah, I mean, it basically comes down to when we're at our best, when things are at their worst, and we come. It's no, very, but yeah, it's true. No, but it's true. I mean, it, you know, we really have a good at our heart. Yeah, I think. We're, but I mean, again, this time has exposed a lot of stuff that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, no, no. Yeah, have you always been political? Yeah. Oh, I. That's the only thing I watch. Is yeah. But I, what about when you were a kid? No, not as much. That's a no. That's true. I, I didn't give get two shits about politics as much back then family did your dad mom no but they were always you know we i think we were we i didn't think we were always democrats we were always in fact my middle name was after robert kennedy who got shot right before i got i was born and so um they were liberal and liberal socially um pay a lot in fucking taxes and you know yeah it's not good and everybody talks about leaving california i mean as i get older my views change a little bit. I mean, some of the taxation things are, I mean, that's a whole other thing because our federal taxes are spent, I think, proportionally, you know, insane, insane yes. direction. Yes. But that's a whole, you know, that's a whole industrial whole, complex kind of a thing. Of course. But, but, uh, no, I, you know, I, it's politically now, I don't know when I start. I think, I think it was when, I think it might've been triggered after the Bush Gore hanging chad situation i th- i mean now that I, it's I always never, something it's right? funny that's i've never thought about thank you for asking that yeah. i never thought about it's because i'm obsessed now i mean the first thing i do in the morning the first thing i do whenever i get my phone that's all i look at is you know i'm obsessed about it now but but yeah i think it was when that injustice of that election happened and in my mind it was, yeah, 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 yeah you know no, again was, a lot of people was. loved it but uh i was freaking pissed and i was like and then I thought, I got to live with this shit now for four years, which turned out to be eight years? No, no. And so, and I really resented the, the, not just the man Bush, but what he represented, which was a total, you know, the you know, attorney general of Florida. And I mean, oh, it's crazy. I mean, it Dick was, Cheney was really uh, pulling I mean, this Give me a man. break. Uh, and, and so, 
but I think ever since then, because now that's all I care. Yeah, I give a shit about. It. I care a lot about that stuff. Yeah, but it's but it's kind of crazy because we can look back at like one time that really just ignited it for me. It was when Obama, you know, was uh, yes. that was yes. for me. I cried that night. I did too. I had I did too. Thank you, man. Man, I appreciate, appreciate that. Fuck, dude. Like, I, I literally and I didn't cry like misty guys. I cried I, like a girl, yeah. like a little five year old girl who somebody ripped their doll away from them. Yeah, and it was. But I was so happy. I was so freaking happy. I remember we had some friends over and we were just staring at the t- TV. And But yes, that's a much better way to get into politics. No, I mean, it was just, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. And I was living in Florida at the time. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a very magical time um, because it was, it was, it was hope, right? It was like the first time a black dude was becoming president that came from fucking nothing, a single mom, you know, to rise up out of this, uh, it, uh, what he went through, um, and, and to, and to be the man that, that he was. And, and I was just, yeah, I was freaking crying my eyes out, just yeah. so happy. And I was only like 20 years old. And it was the first time I ever had, was able to vote because when I was 18, um, the election had happened like the year prior. And so I was 17. Uh, but, uh, and that's when George Bush won the second time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then, then Obama came, but you know, it was a different type of politics back then because like, you know, you looked at McCain, right. Who was running against him. And I forget what the question was, but a lady in the town hall was like, um, you know, brought up. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, 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 that, that, but, but that was, and that's what the Republicans are. I, yeah, I, they're, they're, they're missing that. Right. And um, he was such a match when he did yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my God. And remember when McCain walked in, um, with, uh, with Obamacare and he was like fucking dying. Too, oh, what he did the, the thumbs, thumbs down. down. I just, I remember that too. I was ah, watching C-SPAN. I was screaming when that I happened. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? A man that literally, uh, was running for president of the United States, uh, and, and I lost to him. Um, but he knew it was right. And, and, and Trump never forgot that moment. No. And when Trump saw that, and that's why he'll never take back any of the words. Because he doesn't, and that's what's so full circle sick about the man. He's not mature enough, self-aware enough, self-critical enough to say, you know what? You know, there's more to that story. Of course. I, I you know, there were parts, when I was young, I hated my dad. I, I hated his guts. Yeah. And I always told myself, when you get older, remember this because, you know, you're, it's not a fantasy. You really are angry and he's done horrible things. And don't let, you know, the distance of age make you feel less, you know, hurt. I get that. But when you get older, if you have any maturity, you say, wait a minute, that pain was real and it was justified the way you felt. But I understand where he was yes. coming from. Yes. Yes. And what I would have done. And I would have done the same thing. So it, there's multi-layers. You just don't see the other perspectives yeah, yeah, yeah. until you have that distance. Yes, of course. Yeah, well, he lacks, Trump lacks empathy, my friend. He's not, A lot of things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not then. And I think that's so important, you know, for human beings is to be empathetic of the other side, you know. Um, and, and it's not always about being right. Like we don't always. In fact, need it to rarely be right. is. No, like we we. I mean, and and when you're wrong, you admit your mistakes and you admit you're wrong. Like Joe Rogan, um, recently was it was really powerful. Um, he on one of his podcasts he was talking um about the fires in um out here in California. I was like out somewhere. Um, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was talking about Antifa or something. The ones that were that that had started the fires, or maybe he thought that right. 
and it was something that he read. And oh, then, I remember. And that. then it comes out that he was incorrect. And the very next day, he gets on his fucking you know social media, does a video facing, and he apologizes. And he t- and it wasn't in one of his podcasts, right? Where he literally like he was talking to the people, right? And that's what we should do as human beings. That's the example, you know. It's funny. My my son is a huge Joe Rogan fan because he's into UFC and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, but he loves him and he listens and he on YouTube. That's one of the main things he watches. And and um, but yeah, I don't agree with a lot of his politics. But I, I that was a character that, that shows so much character. It does. It I mean, does. Most people don't do that, and that you know we need a lot more examples. of Absolutely. That. You know what? It, you know what? Everyone's politics is everyone's politics. Some believe this way, some believe that way, right? And that's okay. That is okay. Um, that's the beauty of democracy, right? Uh, but real fundamental things in life, right? Um, when we fuck up. You take accountability for it, and it sets the standard, right? It sets the standard for the people around you and the people, you know, gravitating towards you. So it's it, it was it was a beautiful thing. Oh yeah, um, man, it's it's always good to be able to talk about these things. Uh, Cathartic, yeah, yeah it, it really is. Uh, you know, as we kind of sort of start to wind this down, mm-hmm. I want to reach out to him and ask him: Is there any stories that you can think of? that he can finish on no because i know he said there was that was the last story before but i'd love no, to end I, so, it so but but i will tell you that out of my my friendship um with mickey that some of my favorite stories actually did get highlighted the billy idol story the jennifer aniston story um <laughs> oh god i would say i don't if, think we're gonna be able to use any I, of those stories I, right. we will. I, mean, I, I will tell you if i'm gonna be in so much fucking trouble no you won't. actually to finish off on this because Talking to Mike. yeah if, if we can oh, sorry. finish off Thank on you. this um because we i feel <laughs> like it rounds mickey off to the public um because mickey Yes, grew up in Beverly Hills in the entertainment industry, and uh, and has established himself as an own, as his in his own career now, and has touched upon his kids. Uh, but Mickey is also a loving father and a wonderful human being. Oh. Uh, so, Mickey, if you can if you can take us off with um, the story when your first child was born, and uh, that's oh, actually no. my favorite Mickey story. No, that's way too personal. You know? Well, I, no. I, oh, listen, that was during the thanks a lot to years, and uh, but it, it was uh, that was when my daughter Emma was born, and it was uh, 1998. Yeah, and it was 1998, and um, and she and she was uh, a beautiful child, and we and it was we got her. There was a little bit of complications, and she turns out she's she's autistic she's on the spectrum and she's doing wonderful and she's she's verbal and she's a wonderful young woman now who's 20 22 and um attends school in long beach and she's really wonderful and she's great um but at the time it was our first child and and i just remember feeling overwhelmed and everything and i mean it's not much of a story i don't even know what to say other than the fact that i we with all the you know, craziness from, from the complications and everything. We brought her home and then, um, you know, I, I, I had a dance with her in my living room. And I just, I remember that to this day. That's I mean, awesome. again, it's not much of a story. It's just that, uh, again, you know, you talk about, you know, changing from, you know, going like what's important about the entertainment business or this or that. And that flipped a switch for me, you know. I mean, and, and selfishly, you know, we weren't planning on having a child that early and it happened and, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And it, it certainly expedited my growth because I, I think I was in a 
childlike state of, you know, past tense and as opposed to actually, you know, yes, it's nice to look in the past and light. It's really good to go back and, and go through, you know, what, you know, memories and stuff, but dwelling on shit for too long is really detrimental to enjoying every moment. So, and again, what they used to talk to us about in acting school, you know, just be in the moment and try to stay in the moment. And I try yeah. to do that more and more because, uh, you know, there's not enough medication to keep yourself, you know, <laughs> you know, unless you really breathe and just try to, you know, not be a dick to people and you try to yeah. be a good person because you don't, you don't need religion for that. You just need to be a good person and mean that it's, it's beneficial if I'm nice to you, cause then you're going to be nice to me. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, man, I get that. You know, it's, uh, I hear this from people and I can't wait to have my own kid. Um, man, I wish you all the best uh, on that. That's I, great. uh, yeah, yeah. My wife and I plan to have one of our own and then adopt one. But, um, see, I feel like a dick. Now I should have adopted. <laughs> this has my, been my plan since I've been a kid. But, okay. Um, it, I, even my brother was telling me how, like when he had his kids, cause he had twins, um, there's just something, it just changed his life. It just changed his life. Daniel talks about it. I mean, like all good people, um, good dads, you know, good say people, this. good yeah. people. Well, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of fucking dickhead dads out there, unfortunately. But um, for you, uh, did you know from the beginning that your daughter was autistic or was that? No, it wasn't until three years old. And the, we knew, we thought she had a we thought she had a hearing disability at first. We thought that it was just something because look when you called her name and you were behind her, she wouldn't respond. And so I thought it was, it was an auditory thing. It wasn't until we were because we were luckily and again I don't believe in fate at all. But we were living with up in the ranch area with my parents, and my dad noticed something, and he and he's the one that you know found this doctor at UCLA, Schmidt Lochner, who was a specialist, and again. Specialist is in huge quotes because even to this day, autism is, there's no idea what, there's no yeah. neurological, chemical, you know, biological idea of what's going on. And that's the worst part is because then you talk about money. They, they hooked her up with every drug that was, you know, available and, you know, this Respiradol and that drug and this drug. But, but anyway, to answer your question, yeah, he, he noticed it at three years old. And ever since then, my wife has been like, you talk about a saint. I mean, she nonstop. She would. She used to drive two hours every day, like back and forth, to do this or that. Wow. You know, just it's never. Amazing. I mean, I I complain if the coffee's not hot enough. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just that's wrong. But she doesn't complain about anything. Yeah, that's so crazy. I, I do all I the complaining that. for the family. Yeah, you're the yenta for the street act. Well, probably for yeah, the street. <laughs> um, I'm a big yenta. <laughs> um, when you found out though. What, when I was pissed. I was pissed. I was really pissed. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm an atheist now, but it, but at the time, it really was just okay. You know, that that's fucking bullshit. I get that. <laughs> I mean, because because I had every intention of. You know, because, let me put it another way, because you know, we all feel we get slighted in life. You know, why me this? Why me that? First of all, I mean, compared to, compared to everybody else, yeah, I'm living a great friggin' life. I get it. So, but in your little myopic view of things, you go. Why me again? Why me? And then it's like, Jesus Christ, you're talking about yourself when it's not about you, it's about your child. And so it forces you to grow. Otherwise, you're going to just look and be a, you know, a bad example. And it was, so it, it, but yes, in the beginning, the initial reaction was anger. Yeah, I get that. And resent, resentment. Um, all these years later, it, 
uh, has it worked out for her? Oh, I still call her a bitch all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, she, I mean, no, but your day, is she high functioning? Is she? Oh, she's fantastic. I mean, Dan, you know her. I mean, she's, she's, luckily she's the, she's the funniest one in the family. Like other than me, I would say she and I, we get along. We have a weird sense of humor. She's funny. She's great. She don't, I'm like, of course, you know, she's got challenges, but, it, but she is an amazing young woman. And that's awesome. Compared to where she's, by the way, she can probably riff off any, um, animated artist, uh, that has done any voiceover acting or even draw, right. Anything. She can list it off to you like the back of her hand as if she has done statistics her entire life. She yeah, is extreme. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that's incredible. They talk about, they think, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but like Elon Musk, right? It's like there's... Asperger's. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a highly focused... Yeah, laser on Yeah, and, and, and again... That's my sister. That is my sister. Sorry to cut you off, but it's because... Yeah. Um, uh, you get one. I'd had a hundred. Yeah, yeah, she's autistic. And so, but with cars, it's just... It's crazy. But that's what's amazing. That's what's so frustrating to me is, you know, with all the advancements of of of, um, of, uh, of uh, science, the brain is still, they don't know they don't anything. Know they don't know a thing. They don't know anything. You know, and it's Very just, little. It's, it's frustrating. And because it's like the untapped universe yeah. that, uh, that can, needs to be explored. Did you see Neuralink by Elon Musk? No. Check it out. Um, I have two things to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a movie. It's, um, it's, it's a, a new study. It's a new study. It's his business. Uh, he's creating. Um, oh, and okay, go ahead. You know, I know what a le- inter- Neuralink is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Neuralink, right? The yeah, uh, it's sort of like interfacing with the brain yeah. to be able to. They do can do it on things. on rudimentary levels, but the idea is to be able to interface. Yeah, completely. yeah. So they did it with pigs just recently. You should check it out. It was like an hour, like thing. Really, yeah, it's it's incredible. I want to see. It's that. like it's you can see where this is going. For sure, that's hundred percent. I just want to be old enough to see some of that you, stuff. Um, do you not see the techno- technological exponential week? growth of the just whole thing? It, like the iPhone came on what two thousand seven? No, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, it's just you know, I want to make sure the world's still here. You know? It will be okay. It will. Be. It will be probably right. Yeah, 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 for sure. I definitely believe it. Hey, I um, as we finally wrap this up, yeah, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast sharing your story i just sharing all the amazing things that don't apologize do not apologize another time this was fantastic i I know that um daniel's bored and he wants to go yeah (laughs) no actually my 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 wife just producer has important phone calls don't my my wife just texted me divorce papers oh my god no the only reason i did that is because um i was gonna bring this up stephen gizzy uh the editor for the video or the audio not the video that is this beautiful man right here um he would he listened to a, like one of the podcasts and he goes, maybe you want to, I know you're joking. I know you're being sarcastic, right? But maybe I tone it down just a little bit. Cause if they don't truly know you and it's the first time listening, they might think you're an asshole to him. And I was like, Oh shit. And then I listened to it and I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And so, like I said something, so it was just a fucking joke, <laughs> fucking with you. We're good. We're good. If people we were- are good, they should know you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think by now we've facts. <laughs> facts. I'm in the club. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, I've yeah. proven that off for the last couple hours. Yeah. Woo! Oh, that was a little loud. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Mazel, you I thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. You know what? If I could do this once a week, then I, I mean, my, you know, with Medicare, it, it, yes. if I can have that yeah. as a copay, whatever the copay is, <laughs> I'll come here because it's really a, a cathartic thing to get it off, uh, you know, and talk. So.
I appreciate it. Oh, I'm starting to do that vocal fry thing now. Uh, 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 anyway, uh, thank you very much uh, for all uh, of your hospitality. Oh, for sure. Um, do you have any social media or do you have any uh, stuff that you I do, but it's under construction right now. I want to keep it under wraps. Being all right. Me, all too, right. But yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll forward that. To I appreciate it. Actually, don't look them up. Um, actually, the, the Seldoms, actually, my band has a new song on YouTube. You can do check that out. Oh, Please. nice. So can we follow the Seldoms? The Seldoms on YouTube. There's yeah. a song called um, Sonnet, which I wrote or co-wrote with uh, my bandmates. So, Sean McKendry. Beautiful. And, and Jeff Marshall. And i tell you, some of these bandmates, uh, they've been together for years. I mean, oh, sorry, so, sorry to speak for no, you. No, since fourth grade. haven't touched upon it at all. Uh, I mean, please tell tell us about your your drummer who's toured in Nashville and many other places for oh, many yeah. no, people. Oh yeah, no, that's a whole lot of uh, and, and you guys have really <laughs> I can't because then I'll, uh, then the divorce would have happened. Out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the bottom line is, yeah, we have a very uh, the, my drummer is the coolest because I met I, I've known him since I was in fourth grade, and like he said, uh, you know, we did plays together in high school, but he went out and after the fact, he's been a uh, you know a studio drummer, professional drummer. He I forgot some of the names that he. he Country stars. I don't like country, so I can't remember yeah, the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but but I'll tell you. Um, Open for Garth Brooks gu- or something. Yeah, something like that. And his guitarist and his drummer. Uh, I mean, truly, some of the and and Mickey, of course, himself. I got the 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 pleasure of being able to just sit into the studio with them and have a couple of drinks and jump on a microphone and I can't sing. <sighs> I mean, if anybody hears my voice right now, I'll tell you that I can't <laughs> sing. Uh, but to be able to have that opportunity, they are just such a cool bunch of people. Yeah, I think we're going to start streaming from that. We're going to do like one of those like Daryl Hall kind of things where we just like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put a video cam and we're going to do like, you know. That right there, the Mevo, man. You got to get that. We didn't live stream this um, because I didn't get your permission. So thank God. Good. Yeah, yeah. I have to ask people if we do it. But you should check that out. I'll send you information on it. We're going to erase the whole tape. Well, absolutely. You know, the audio is not even a recording. Um, (laughs) No, I heard the blue light thing. That's a sore subject. (laughs) That is a very, very, very sore subject. We're going to pass on that. We're going to wrap this bitch up. Amen. Uh, Amen. Mickey, thank you for being our first uh, Jew. Halloween episode. <laughs> our first signature cocktail. Oh, I'm yes. glad I could. Uh, thank you so much. Of course, mine's empty, and that's because I'm a schnur. Thank no, you. That means it was good. Yeah, that's true. Bro, amazing. Thank you for your show. No, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much. Love you, brother. Love you, too. Boom. Namaste. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Back to Your Story. Have a good night, people. Peace out. Motherfucker! Wowzers. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast, and I want to thank Mickey for coming on the show to share his story. If you guys like this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. And uh, don't forget, we're constantly putting out video content of our podcast. So head over to our YouTube channel. That is youtube.com backslash back to your story. I want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the show. And remember, new stories premiere every week. Have a good night. Smooches.